0: is now the ultimate power in the universe. you're oh, I have a
1: bad feeling about this. You are now. If you only
2: knew the power of God. Here it comes.
1: You are now. I for. you. Hello there.
3: Oh, we are here, we are back, and welcome to Lightsaber Radio, your weekly hive of scum and villainy for anything and everything Star Wars. Thank you for joining us this week, what I'd argue our best episode yet today. We are joined by none other than the musician, actor and CFX artist, Details. (laughs) Welcome to the show, my man
4: welcome (laughs) to the show radio
3: (laughs) yes let's go as always to our regular and new viewers make sure you smash that subscribe button hit the notification bell to join our live shows on Wednesdays and Saturdays and if you like this video drop us a like because it means the whole galaxy hello everybody good morning good afternoon and good evening
4: morning everybody what's going on Nick what's going on Chris
3: Oh, my goodness. What an episode this week. Details, it's amazing to have you with us. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is this is huge for us. I'm not going to sit here and gush the whole episode, I promise. But thank <laughs> you. Oh,
0: thank you guys so much for the invite.
3: So welcome. Garrison, do you have a hearthbreaker for us this morning?
5: Oh, do I? Yeah. OK. Which <laughs> one? Do no, no,
3: because I was throwing
5: out
1: a bunch before the show, but I didn't know which one I wanted to do. <laughs> Just
5: close your eyes and put your finger on That's the
1: first right. one you touch. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, fine, I'll do the one Jar Jar one. one. Okay. Oh, no, not the Jar Jar one. Oh, okay. Not the Jar okay. Jar one? Yes. No, I'm, yeah, might as well. Charlie oh, wants one. the Jar Jar one. I'm <laughs> giving the Jar Jar one.
5: He's So in the prequels, we didn't get much closure on what happened to Jar Jar. He's a beloved character or a hated character, depending on where you stand. So you're in charge of adding a scene in either Rogue One or the sequels or the originals even. What happened to Jar Jar?
1: I can't go because there's a comic strip where it tells us what happens to him and I don't want to say anything.
4: <laughs> you can't use the comic well, strip. You I, gotta I make didn't... up your
1: yeah. own.
0: <laughs> it would
3: go the same way. It's very
0: dark. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then just go back to the corner.
3: <laughs> yeah. Immediately, we have people in the chat saying Darth Jar Jar. I don't okay. get, don't get me started Thank on the you, Darth 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 you Darth Jar. know the comic. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And it's very yeah. plausible. It's very plausible. <laughs> okay, if yeah, it was if me. you were in charge of a scene. What? And I was in charge of the last scene, I would be Palpatine. <gasps> oh, 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 oh that's oh, that's terrible, You'd Chris. be oh, Palpatine, Are you sure mm-hmm.
5: you want to be Palpatine right
1: <laughs> now? Are you sure you want to be Palpatine? Are you sure this isn't how Snoke was made? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so I'll be Palpatine. And I would order for every stormtrooper to line up and no. put Jar Jar in front of a firing squad and just, just blast him just till he's gone. Like, there's nothing even left of him. He just but disintegrates. So
1: you know, Jar Jar also knows how Sidious became Sidious. Like, this is how Jar Jar knows what happened. So I can see where Kyle's coming from here. He's like, Jar Jar put him in power. So Jar Jar knows what's happening. He, Jar Jar no, watched girl. him do all of this stuff. Yeah, I see your logic there.
4: him. get rid of him. Australian,
3: Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Nick oh says, "Scene: We see the clone tanks on Kamino growing thousands of Jar Jar's." <laughs> oh, oh, that would be so
4: bad. <laughs> oh no! Oh
3: no! <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, um, because I. I, I, I i love jar jar binks and i will argue that i love jar jar binks and nobody's allowed to take that away from me i would take like so you know in the end of Endgame, when thanos like retires and goes and like chills on his little farmhouse (laughs) i want jar jar to have a nice comfortable peaceful retirement where he can just yeah he's to settle down and become a farmer there we go that's it
4: Uh, (laughs) really yeah that's your answer farmer of course yeah he just grows a lot of weed and just gets high all (laughs) the (laughs) time um in the
1: comic it's dark so i i think i'm gonna give him some light on this one uh i think he becomes a street performer like he does in the comics i Mm -hmm. think i liked that storyline i like that he was picked out of the senate yeah Yeah. so i'll explain that after the fact okay he becomes a street performer but he becomes a famous street performer instead of a very dwindling picked on to the point where he off himself in the comic because he is so hated oh, by everybody. Oh, I want to shed some light. He becomes a very popular, very loved street performer Aww. and travels through the galaxy being well known. Harsh, man. Yeah, it was very dark. <laughs> it, was, was it, was a, it was a very dark comic, and it really hurt my heart to see Wait, that man. because it's you gotta think he took all Jar Jar. That, Yeah, well, you gotta think he took all that blame from the Senate. He's the one that put Palpatine in power immediately. He's the one that literally led everything to where it was and then he now is thinking if i wouldn't have put poppatine in power none of this would happen none of my jedi friends would be gone padme wouldn't be gone i would still be in the senate like it gets really dark Which and it really my- and
0: every move that was being made in the prequels when you about political agenda and, and someone doing this and someone doing that and they're they're dealing with this blockade and that blockade that is the senator doing all of that from the start so his whole story has been about manipulation and those that are closest to the core of who he wants to bring down and if anakin you know he's he's, he's got his friend and he's got big floppy ears and, and things like that then, and, then so be it let's go that route but any person that he can manipulate you know that's the part that's the part that's most important about um palpatine on Senator. Is that um yeah even then you know it's like looking at real life right now (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) this stuff looks familiar right (laughs) but 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 that's the deal that's that's the deal with it all um it's very unfortunate that someone um uh like jar jar character um that is loved and hated is the one that um there's the brunt <laughs> you know yeah. it's, 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 it's tragic, tragic. beta is tragic <laughs> that, that, that ain't that comic... comics
4: made for children though and they're putting no, suicide comic... in in comics no, you no, know oh, what's wrong with this that picture comic series, <laughs> <Yeah>. that comic series <laughs> that series
1: was not yeah. that comic okay. series was not meant for children it literally has a pg-13 rating
4: <laughs> on the front It'd have a rated r rating if it got some, it doesn't you know, show him suicide in it, it. It just says
1: <laughs> off in the corner, like, I read this whole comic strip because I found it and I was like, man, that's really messed up. Like, I know he wasn't the most loved character, but why would you write that into it? Like, Ahmad Best has probably heard this about this comic some point, and that's probably got to bum him out because that's not, to me, that's not a way to, like, get rid of a character. I think a, a heroic ending is better than a sad ending like that. Like, the demise of Jar Jar was very... Sad, and I think if we, like I said, if I give him that street famous street performer, he goes out and performs throughout the galaxy and just dies happy, just dies (laughs) like he deserves. He He doesn't deserve to have that comic strip, and that comic strip was very dark.
4: It sounds like it was really
5: dark. dark. Just that comic strip, I might be, I might like Jar Jar now, like, he doesn't
0: deserve (laughs) that. Oh, this kind of piece like of thirteen reasons in our in our time isn't it of of how of like when that story was written and when that comic came out and um, based upon um, a certain type of feeling for a certain type of character you know what I mean and we have moved on from there now you know but it's kind of like a footnote in in history in Star Wars history as to as that love and hate <laughs> you know
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know i um, are you done yeah. yeah I'm done I
4: can't keep yeah. talking
1: about it
0: it's
4: just, <laughs> it's just it's no, a... it because I don't really
1: like Jar Jar as a character because <laughs> it, I do it purposely because my girlfriend really likes Jar Jar I I think he's funny he's my mom's favorite he's mine or not mine but my girlfriend's favorite I purposely do it to mess with them and to mess with Charlie <laughs> oh god. No. I think I think if he would have had more like more storyline to him, I think he would have been good. Like the Clone Wars really expanded on who Jar Jar really was and like what, what his character was like, and yeah. I loved him in Clone Wars. But yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm gonna stop. I just it. love I really, him. <laughs> I, I just love quoting him.
5: I just love quoting him. He's so
1: back. exciting, like.
5: <laughs> it's just so good.
1: <laughs> these panic moments are the best moments. I love
5: it. He's engine. like, you said a boomba.
1: Me said a a boomba.
5: Just that quote right there, that exchange is like
1: one
5: of my favorite
0: parts of the movie. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's like um, there are so many types of characters in these, in these stories and they, they all appeal to a certain um, level of appreciation of entertainment you know, um, whether you want to stick to the core story or, you, you know, you want some light, childish, ridiculous stuff happening every now and again that only happens in this universe, so therefore it's accepted, you know, it's just part of what's happening. You know, um, I know, for, for me, I think, um, listening to you guys, I think, yeah, he felt bad. He felt bad about, about being a part of all that and witnessing everything, um, so I think, what he did was he he um he buried as many jedi as he could I'm going there. I'm going there. He buried as many Jedi as he could, and he even donned one of the robes to go in search of finding more Jedi to help rebuild the Jedi Council. How about
1: that? That's awesome. See, that's awesome. <laughs> i going to go that way. I want him to be a. Famous.
4: Hey, that was way better than my answer. My answer kind of <laughs> sucked. Now, now I think about it, like, dude, that's garbage. I still think they should have shot him, but he should have done some good things before they shot him.
0: Hey, alternate universe, right? <laughs> yep.
3: How are we ever supposed to follow that with you any win. of the rest of the joke? <laughs> you, you win. win. You We're win. done. <laughs> Goodbye.
5: Yo, let's have a star. Let's have a spinoff of a, a movie
4: just about Jar Jar. We should do that. That's, that's I'd one. be here. For oh no, I would never watch that. That would be the most hated <laughs> thing in the world. I, the Jar Jar for two hours. I, like, I can deal it. with him a I little bit, but it. for two hours, nah.
0: I would watch it.
4: But he's mature <laughs> now. I'll than 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 that movie. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Back to like when he was just discovered by Obi Wan You know what I mean? You know? and um, and and who was the other Jedi? It was Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Yes. We go back a little bit old. It's like like he's he's more mature now, so he's a bit older, a bit wise, a bit careful about his decisions he makes. Might speak a little bit different. But we hey, we can tolerate Yoda. So you know, I'm more I'm more ambitious.
4: Did you just uh, compare Yoda and Jaja Beaks together? What oh come on, DA oh you're killing me. Yeah man. Yeah, <laughs> that was, oh, that was that the point. I thought it was it's like he was originally red. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They had to do the exact opposite to make it fit together that's what it was yeah i get it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes the light in the dark always the counterbalance
5: okay so hayden said, "Oh, okay. go ahead oh it's just hayden said jar jar becomes a bounty hunter
2: Misa bring you in cold, or Misa bring you in alive. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: the clumsiest bounty hunter. He goes to like put him in carbonite, and like carbonite's half his arm. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Misa, clumsiest, clumsiest
0: um bounty hunter out there. He always gets the job done. That's
4: true. That's how he gets it done. He he accidentally gets every job done completely.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes,
0: that would be epic. That would be brilliant
4: hey that's a good show idea that really is would you watch that yep yes. dave john yes. got your next we got your next trilogy ready or your next series
3: so kyle you know how you like wrote letters to george now you need to do the same for dave and john just weekly jar jar series you'd probably be the
4: only
5: one writing those letters
4: <laughs> oh okay so let's move on to some questions here, because I know there's some stuff that I want to know, D about working in the industry, especially dealing with the characters themselves. And I know everybody else does, so let's get to it. Charlie, you go first, because I, I know you've Me? got quite a few.
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, again, it's an absolute <clears throat> pleasure to have you here and to be able to ask you these questions. We really, really appreciate you taking the time. I guess uh, this is a bit of an abstract question, but if you could go back in time and meet yourself as a kid, what would you say to them about the, your career now and how it, and like what you've achieved and what you've experienced?
4: God, you gotta oh, hit them with such a hard question right off the bat. <laughs>
3: well,
0: um, the same thing, um, I've always been telling myself in my head that um just persevere, just stick it out. It gets better. Just persevere, just hang out, hang in there, man. If it can happen to that person, if it can happen like this, if it happened like that, you know, nothing's impossible, just keep just hang in there. Just that's it. That, that's the only that's thing <laughs> that we are just, uh, you know.
3: That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Strength is, and obviously strength is something that's reflected throughout Star Wars and all of its stories and just hope, oh, hope and strength always. Yeah, that's all we have. I was asked this, quite. I had a wonderful chat with Clone Army Radio yesterday. <laughs> we ended up talking for about three hours and one of the questions they asked me, I'm recycling for this. If you could take one thing from Skywalker Ranch, what would you take?
0: Ooh, see, I've been to Lucasfilm, I've been to the studios, yeah, but I didn't get to go to, to the ranch, and they were they were getting ready to have some kind of an auction, and it made more sense for me to head back to LA than than tease myself with things that, <laughs>
3: that
0: you know, just you were, literally. You, I think know. you
3: were sneaking at the, in the middle of the night, doing a bit of a rob- just a, a cheeky little robbery, just a swipe and leave. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He looked like a Jedi. He just had this thing over his head. Um, I don't know, um, i Okay, I haven't been there right, but I'll tell you what I would take from Lucasfilm. Um, I shouldn't say this in case it goes missing.
1: <laughs> 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 they know who to contact immediately. Immediately. <laughs> there is no hesitation. They call yo, yeah, where's it at? Where's it at? You know, you said <laughs> it on Twitter,
0: you, know? I mean. you know, um, it would be the batteries not included, um, uh, droids. The spaceship, alien type things from that
2: movie.
0: Aww. I absolutely adore that movie, um, and it and it's and it's not like it's on the top of my list. But whenever I hear about it or see anything related to it, it always gets me right here. And um, when I was there, um, uh, I just met, was able to take some pictures, and I, right next to the, the, the little models that they were using and things like that. So uh, yeah,
3: that is. Oh, so lovely. Um, I'm going to ask the cheesy classic ones, what does Star Wars mean to you?
0: It... Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It embodies everything about dream and fantasy as a child that gets filled normally with fairy tales and bedtime stories, you know? and then you see certain elements of these things play out on TV and in film from Crash of the Titans and Jason and the Argonauts and whether you knew those movies existed or not or stories you know you could still follow the um the morals that they were teaching um and then while you're accepting that you're also accepting Ray Harryhausen's stop-motion animation and you're like whoa that's not real but adults are doing it and yeah yeah Hit stab, stab that skeleton, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was it was it was just all of that was just brilliant, but not understanding um, its deeper roots. But then, you know, Star Wars comes along a lot later, a lot later for me because I caught it on VHS, and uh, that's when I, there were things that just ebbed and flowed just perfectly in terms of telling this story. You know, not realizing that you've seen that similar story trait throughout history and we still see it today, you know, from any type of movie, having your hero um, and your protagonist. And so um, there was that kind of um, appreciation for it, but it wasn't until I started studying the documentaries on George Lucas. You know, um, and behind the scenes, like I grew up. You know, everyone knows stories about me loving behind the scenes and watching Sesame Street and all that type of stuff. But you know, it's um, it kind of just oh wow. Um, where was I going? I, I mean, everything, te- everything kind of, everything kind of made sense to me in in that sense. Or seeing that in that in that world and and understanding what George went through, not being able to explain what he was going for because it hadn't been done before. Yes. Yeah, and um, everybody, well, 95% other than his close friends or whatever, were like saying don't do it, no, 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 he got blacklisted. Movies should never have even hit the cinema screens based upon how much people um, within the industry didn't want to back it. You know, so from that perspective, understanding that then he studied Joseph Campbell's work in The Hero's Journey, yes. you know, and following all the metaphors from um, deep religion so that you it, it can be turned into a metaphor within the same story circles. Um, the uh, protagonist's um, journey, whether he's um, a reluctant hero or um, a hero that's going to need a fellowship, you know, a crew, a posse, you know, it, and 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 some old wise hippie dude that you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> has spoken way too much vice. You know, it, it's it's all of those things, right? Um, and having that as a staple to say, well, look, mm. this is the pinnacle of fairy tale telling. You know. Um, I mean i appreciate harry potter a great deal i really do i really i love harry potter but we're talking Wars here (laughs) right but um but the thing is it's just that that's see. and and jk's using the same thing you had your same hero you see you needed the same parsley you know you needed the same um dude smoking spice you know help him out you know it's you know it's that and and talking in riddles you know it's that whole thing um it meant a great deal to me and to suddenly be um, considered someone to have something to contribute through a certain skill set, right? Rather than any not knowing anything about me, just knowing that I had the skill set to do it. Um, that's my career, man. That's that's just it's, it's you know you know it's something you know uh, a bit dream come true. It's the word is beyond. It's just constant beyond. We
4: lost CJ.
3: We did. Uh, he, He'll be back. he has a, he has a spot a out child. in the house. <laughs>
4: Aww. and he has, go, he has to go check on her every little bit okay i think this will be a great time to get to today's sponsor are you planning on hosting a dinner party anytime soon well you're in luck galactic droids has a brand new chef droid to add to your staff designed after the iconic separatist leader general grievous this droid has multiple arms so he can do several things at one time chopping cutting and even cooking he is your all-in-one cook for the kitchen there's no better chef droid on the market so give them a call and reserve your chef droid today Galactic Droid takes no responsibility if your droid turns into a separatist leader and tries to conquer the galaxy or hack up your entire dinner party. Buy at your own risk. Um I guess my two biggest questions that I have well actually Garrison, you go first. You got any questions? For my questions? Uh sure, I
5: guess I guess kind of the basic one. Um, how did you like how did you decide this what you were gonna do? How did you not like think, wow, I, I like just being an actor, that's kind of a big deal, right? And being in Star Wars, like, <laughs> something that's like people imagine about, but they talk to themselves, yeah, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. So how did you, I guess, reconcile that? How did you reconcile these huge
0: goals with, no, I can do it. Like, I'm going to keep working at it. You see, you're asking questions that keep giving me goosebumps. I'm one of these people that <laughs> if, I didn't, if, I'm going, if I'm going someplace, it really does come from somewhere. Um, and it's that thing as a kid, I, at age 10, I think I realized I wanted to be an actor because I could remember dialogue. And um, um, bought the house down when we did um, Aladdin, and I played this, this camp genie, you know? And I was just in the camp because I'd seen it being done on this TV show called Are You Being Served? Really old, old. Oh, <laughs> yes.
3: Classic, yes. yes.
0: And so I was just doing an impression of him, and lo and behold, it was just whatever it was. But that's where I caught that bug. Um, after that, it was kind of like, how do you go to drama school when you can't afford to go to drama school? How do you do that? What do you do? Well, you do all the drama classes in at high school, college. Um, and um, after college, I didn't go to university. After college, I got so tired, I just wanted to get out, out there and do it. And so I started to try and get auditions. And to get auditions, you needed an equity card, which is kind of like your SAG card or some of the actors card that you have over there. Kind of like equity. Um, well, like I'm <clears throat> But equity said that you can only audition um for theater or tv or anything like that if you have contracts and to get contracts you could only get contracts if you had an equity card <laughs> right so i'm like mm. okay. deal stuff. <laughs> yeah, i know um, all about that crap you know as like, i put a light bulb up yesterday my mom said i should be an electrician maybe i should consider that right uh. so I, I didn't know what to do and um then i contacted them directly and i said well I, how do you get a contract? Well, you know, and they said, well, "Well, dancers get it, models get it, blah blah blah." And I'm like dancers, ah, oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> and so, um, yeah, I like I don't know how, but I ended up dancing for Gwen Guthrie, who sang "Ain't Nothing Going On But the Rent," you know, and a really old singer R and B. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Right? (laughs) Dang that, right? (laughs) So she was already old school when I was dancing for her, but she was LA, big time singer. Um, And I just kind of stuck with it. And I was trying to collect these contracts so I'd get the equity card. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, I ran into one or two people that was putting the band together, some friends of mine, and I ended up doing some music for a little bit. And then um, after the music, then I decided to get myself an agent, you know, and because I'd done all that TV work before and I've been, I've been in a band and we've done TV shows, done concerts and things like that, um, I ended up doing a panto. And pantos are like Christmas shows where, you know, it's children, it's family entertainment, it's ridiculous. You've got Aladdin played by a, a, a girl and um, her mother played by the funniest guy in the house. he would have rosy cheeks and it's all pies growing and all that type of stuff. And in the middle of that, it's like a tiny little, tiny little story. <laughs> you know, it could be Aladdin, it yeah. could be Starla, it could be anything. And I played the Genie of the Lamp for them, did Tommy the Cat, And um, which was Creature Work, but I didn't know it was Creature Work. And so, um, yeah, uh, from there, Look, look, I'm giving you these stages as if it just kind of happened like that. I, I had no idea these things were going to work. But, uh-huh. You know, I thought when I did music, maybe I could, on the back end, you know, I could do some movies, I could do something, you know. Like I really want to, like, I've trained for this, let me do it. And the first thing I, that happened when I got an agent was I ended up doing a couple of Shakespeare plays in the West End. Um, one was for the um, Scottish play. I'm not sure if it's Bad Luck or whatever you say. I consider or. it Bad Luck, so thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, see? Woo. So it's um, so that one. Denzel's in that currently. Um, and uh, Romeo and Juliet, where I played Paris. And I'd, I'd only seen it. <laughs> I know, right? I'd only seen um, Baz Luhrmann's version of it. And oh. when well, I'd seen that, that's when I realized I understood the dialogue, and I understood the poetry of the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I did that. Next thing you know, because I'd been a cat in this panto, um, someone to- said, <laughs> "D. Neil." Neil wanted to see me, and Neil Scanlan at Pinewood Studios, a studio that I never thought I'd get to see, or always hoped I'd get to visit at some point in a working capacity, of course and um as an actor not janitor and um so <laughs> <laughs> just have clarify right so, so yeah, it's just, it, it just happened from and it just went that way and the fact that i went through all of that training from whether it was movement physical movement dancing all of these things tied into my physical training at, at college and Movement always had to come from somewhere, whether it was in dance, whether you were on the stage performing. An emotion has to come from somewhere. A gesture has to come from somewhere. All of these things come from the scene that you're in and the emotional state your character is in. And um, being in a costume and loving Sesame Street and loving Jim Henson's work or whatever, you put me in that stuff. I, I feel like I know what to do. And luckily that, sat well with a bunch of other cfx performers who are going through that same process of yeah i got this (laughs) you know um Mm. and that's where i am so being a creature performer more so than a regular actor um (laughs) i don't not complain about that one little bit um but i give all my praise and thanks to neil scanner he handpicks these things for me and he he knows I can do something before I know that I can do, and I just I just go with it. And yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's almost like you've kind of unconsciously trained your whole life for specifically creature acting. Everything you've done up to this point set you Stop up. For it.
0: Stop talking! Stop talking! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get. Yeah, we'll get. To, we'll get to what that that what I feel that tie in is. You know. Um, Well, actually, I'll tell you, as a kid, I always had these film posters on my wall. This is all I can say. This is the only thing that I can give validation to, right? I had posters of, michael keaton's batman on my walk because I, I really wanted to be in that and a friend of mine's dad was a unit driver and i kept thinking oh maybe he can get me as a runner or, or something <laughs> not knowing a unit driver doesn't really have that much pull right <laughs> <laughs> and 10 years later i'm a gotham city police officer and batman begins
2: yes. you know,
0: i have um posters of um Madonna, I had posters of Madonna because I worked at her concerts and her concerts were like the biggest shows ever, bigger than Michael, than Dan, all those just spectacular shows. And I ended up meeting her um, uh, a good few years after at Top of the Pops, right? Just, you know, just as you do, right? (laughs) And I had posters of Jodice on my wall and they remixed uh, one of our tunes, Happy, um, for the band I was in, MA. And uh, then OG for Montel Jordan remixed it. Up. But then anyway, then what else happened? You know, um, on my wall I had posters of prints on my wall, and I met the New Power Generation. You know, and they're saying to me, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're coming back next year. Come and come and hang out with us, or whatever." I'm thinking, "Okay, right, what?" okay, who knows where this could go, right? Because I have a danced, right? And, you know, I look like you guys. So, um, and then Prince came back the following year. Um, he came back to do the stadium, but he came back without the MPG, came back with a new setup, So I missed out on that, but that was the same year that I auditioned for MC Hammer because I was working at Wembley Arena and the people downstairs said, oh man, you would fit in and stuff like that. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. What do I need to do? Come to Oakland, come to Oakland. And so I went to Damn. Oakland yeah <laughs> yeah you know um auditioned you know um they said okay you know we'll see what we'll do. what we do, we'll bring it to legit to quit world tour come in sometime soon or whatever and then that was the tour he lost money and it went bankrupt but i will say this yeah i haven't said this anywhere else so i know i haven't even gone there in right but when i went to see him i auditioned wearing a gray um baseball jacket with black leather sleeves and it had a Heineken hockey print on the back because I was working at the hockey at Wembley Arena, right? Two legit video comes out. They're all wearing these jackets. And I'm like, okay, you can have that. (laughs) 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 But but I swear, I swear, no one would... Who would think to wear these jackets unless you see them, right? So it's great great dark grey, black liver, watch that video, right? It's a fast deep, right? and then, and then finally, you know, I had um, uh, I was inspired a lot by Janet Jackson and Rhythm Nation. You know, um, there was a lot of military movement going on in there, whatever. And I, you know, always practicing in front of the mirror at college with the rest of them. Say, you know, it's all this stuff, man. And then you just turn it, <laughs> right? And so, um, you know, and then you know, end up meeting Janet and touring with Janet. So. One of those things you can say is a coincidence, or I could say it's a coincidence, but every single poster I've had on my wall, I've had an association with, and the only poster that's never come off my wall is the original Star Wars poster. So I don't, so I, you know, and my career's gone here, and I thought I was just gonna be a regular actor, but am I missing that? No, maybe I needed to think of that to get me to death. I have no idea, but but I love doing what I do right now.
3: That is that is manifesting at its finest. Oh my goodness!
4: Like I tell people all the time, yeah. like it's just well, I've had many people ask me, you know, how did you get into the industry? I don't know. It was an accident. <laughs> I was drunk. I got took to somebody's house. Next thing you know, I was getting casted in a, as a voice actor. I don't know how it happened. I, I, I just somebody liked my voice and said, "Here, come do this," and I did it other than that I, I don't have like but i do i can't say one thing the one of the biggest thing is when i got my agent that's what made the biggest difference i tell everybody get an agent like if you think you can do it get an agent you know get start getting because you can't get the promotion that they know how to do that's what they do they they'll send you in the right
0: yeah, direction. And it, starts, and it starts with you you know you have that thought and you have to put it into action as long as you're taking that one step every single day or as much as you can whether it's a thought, a deed, an action, whatever it is, getting an agent, okay, be some headshots, okay, I need to do whatever, you just keep going. You stay in that good. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> yeah. You stay in that. You stay in that creative bubble, and it's your own bubble. Yeah, no one can tell you anything about what you want to do with this bubble and where your imagination, where you want your imagination to to take you. You know, because where you're going. You know, that might just be the tip of the iceberg, but you just got to do your best to get there. And, and you know, you're, you're your own best supporter. You know, So why would you put doubt or fear in your mind? Say, no, it's going to happen.
4: Don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen, it has to happen. That was it's one happened. of the craziest thing when they told me I had to get headshots. shots. I said, for what? I'm just doing voices. Why well, I got to do a hair shot? <laughs> well, we got to go with Like, what do I need this for? Oh, you got to do a real. For what? I've already been on a TV show. I gotta be on <laughs> on, a, on a thing. I, why do I gotta do this now? Because they ain't just gonna ask you for all these different things that they want you to do before they'll start representing you. And I'm just sitting there like, why do I gotta do any of this stuff? I have already been in the show. You know what I'm saying? I've been in it's, that it's uh, thing, in thing right it. there. Why I gotta do that? Why do the ask for? Yeah, but
0: it's this thing. It's this thing. If you, if you wanna do something, you would have studied up on it. You know? You don't wanna be a surgeon. Well, you know, I need to know how to use this, this scalpel. Okay. That's what's required. You know, it's all of these things to be, to be part of that kind of machine. What do I need to do to be a part of that machine? How can I aid myself in getting them and give myself as much promotion as I can, um, while reaching out here, there and everywhere. You know, this is the whole thing about this social media platform, you know, um, look at where you guys started man you know it's just like yeah. and it starts here you know before before it gets to even sitting behind a mic and, and doing anything you know you got to take those steps and you take them you know um and just the, the the fraction of that thought of that joy and that hope and that oh that was fun or that would be fun you know, we'll land you here, CJ, or land you here, Garrison. You know, it just it just puts it just puts you slap banging something and you're just like, Okay, I can ride with this.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> my biggest <clears throat> my biggest motivation after really starting this <clears throat> was my grandfather always said this when we were growing up, you shouldn't care, just work harder. Just stay motivated. Don't listen to what everybody else says, don't listen to that self doubt in the back of your head. Just work harder. If you feel like you're lacking lacking or lacking in something talk to somebody talk to your manager talk to your your crew member get the advice that you need if they know what they're talking about and just work harder that's where you're gonna get you know the opportunities that you get that's where you're gonna get the promotions that you're gonna get and all these things and like kyle and i we kind of had this issue and we were kind of lacking some spots and that's what i did i had kyle call me we talked for two hours and we figured out hey this is what is needed this is what needs to be done can you do it i need you to do it if you can do it if not we can find somebody else to do it just i just need to know that you can do this and in the back of my head my immediate thought was i got it i don't okay i just needed to i just got needed it. i just needed to know what was needed to be done so yeah. i can perform at my optimum level that i know i can perform at exactly one of my, day,
4: one of my greatest I, words I, of wisdom actually came from Row house and <laughs> The movie roll house is um where uh Patrick swayze. uh yeah with well, patrick swayze what's uh what's the old guy that acts in there what's his name um I can't sam elliot yeah sam elliot when he says i will get all the sleep i need when i'm dead <laughs> and that just clicked with me when i was like a, a child so everybody's like how do you get all the stuff done that you get done uh i don't sleep i just keep working like i just i'll get My the sleep i need when like... i die
3: Kyle, stop telling me that I only need two hours of sleep a night. All right, it's not going to
4: happen. Hey, two I three hours—that's all you need. <laughs> got to keep pushing, no, no, hey? So and no. I guarantee, D will tell you there's going to be days like if you ever got into the industry, there's days it's like, dude, are we ever going to get done, man? We've been here for seventeen hours. What are we? Just... I can only say the line this many times. I don't know what y'all want me to do. It just doesn't you know, work. I, mean, I don't know. Insomnia, but... From from but I don't have a problem with insomnia. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. You know. The only issue, the only issue is everybody else has gone to bed. So um, okay, well I can play Destiny. I know Destiny. I can play that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so it's just kind of like, it, it is. You you dig deep when you need to. You know, am I worried about sleep if I'm if I'm working a studio day? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but the thing is also, um, because my adrenaline is so high when I work, when I when I get back. You know, it's it's eat, shower, bed. You know, and, and it's just like the fact that I'm only I'm gonna only be having maybe four hours sleep or whatever, isn't an issue. But I've gone to bed at a reasonable time.
2: <laughs> <You
3: know>? I. <sighs> yeah. I- I had one more question to ask you, Dee, if that's yeah, right. yeah. Um Obviously, like, again, if our viewers aren't necessarily aware, Dee has done m- multiple appearances in Star Wars films as various creatures and oogie boogies in the background. Um, he's been Kratonus in The Force Awakens. Is that the one with all the teeth? Um, yeah, a big, yeah, a big, yeah. I can't stop laughing. Every picture I see of that character makes me absolutely crease. Why does he look like that?
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah. You know what? There are, <laughs> there, are there are different types of heads that are made. You know, and for a head like that, the moment that it was supposed to be used for was for that specific thing. So it was fixed. It didn't change. But ah. what we realized on the set was that if I tilted my head slightly. It changed the expression. You couldn't quite tell. And so, what I could do was, I could, I could set the whole um, process up by by chuckling like that, you know, while while. Um, Tom is. Tommy plays Prashy. Is is um, setting up the gag, you know. And then I would launch into because the mouse already open. I could go here and I can I can I can do all of that stuff, you know. Um, but yes, it was it was very infectious on the set, you know. And we kept yeah. going. Yeah. We kept going in between the takes because I needed to know my my range. Um, Tom needs, I need to work out how I was gonna feed off Tom to, re- to release that. Um, we were playing the little the little game, um, and um, yeah, everybody kind of came came by and, and had, had a look and a laugh, and, and JJ bought that hit. JJ bought that hit. <laughs> JJ, you got
4: anything? I wasn't, that wasn't actually
3: my oh. question. I'm so oh. sorry, I got it. <laughs> Um, Yeah, Dee's played multiple roles in Star Wars. You do a lot of practical and like physical effects. How do you feel about things like the volume? Like these kind of advancements in CGI and deep fake, does that hinder your future career? Does that improve what you're able to do with the spaces? Does it make it easier for you, harder?
0: Um, It depends how um, those who have it want to use it. You know, I mean, if you, it's been around since, you know, since the prequels to a certain level. So, you know, if you think of it as an actor, you say those are a lot of stormtroopers out there, clone (laughs) troopers, sorry. There are a lot of clone troopers. That's a lot of work that that they didn't have to pay for. That's true. You know, and uh, that's the only costume I got, right? So, you know, it's one of those things. Um, But um, it's, I don't, it all all depends on how it wants to be, how they want to use it, you know. Um, But nothing beats working off of someone who is actually there. You know, Um, it's tough when they're not, but you get standings, you get things, and you get the previews to look at, and you get all these types of age, just to print it in there so that you you know what you're doing um, and um, but more importantly for any actor, it's like when I did when I did the Scottish play, the play, the, the stage was just black and it had a little a little Rostra block in the centre, around and and another one at the back, and it had all this sprayed cobwebs and making it all look like gothic and, and, and surreal and all this smoke in there and stuff. Um, and that's fine, you know, that's that was the set for every for for the whole entire piece. So when you went to one scene, where it's all there, this is where you place them. You you uh, work with green screen, blue screen you know and you're having to imagine this fantasy world and things like that you know it's it's a strain you know um, especially if you haven't got window frames or everything else painted in green so you have got some some reference to gauge it can be difficult now you've got the volume you know um makes it less difficult you know as a, as a space to working um i imagine i haven't been that close to one right um the closest i got was probably on solo on Dryden Voss's barge
3: um oh wow they were using it back then goodness me a a
0: version of it which was i think it was just the projection it was either a projection or yeah it had to be a projection around the screen but it was just a live projection of the mountains and birds and all that type of stuff going but you see the journey of where they're going because if they're doing that the volume must already be in development
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's Um, (laughs) <laughs> so, so you see, you see all of their little their traits along along the way. Just it just starts here, you know, which is why every every movie, everything they do, you know, you watch it for something, and there's something in there that hasn't been done before, you know, um, or hasn't been done that way before. Um, but yeah, I would I would think it'd be easier. Um, yeah, of course it would be easier. Of course it would be easier. You're right there. You're right in there in the desert.
3: That's amazing. I'm, that's me done, I promise. I'm all finished.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've just you. got one question. Out of all the Star Wars films you've been a part of, what was your favourite character to be able to play? Like, when you're on set, like, out of all of them you've done, what, what's the top one that, if they brought that character back and they bring you back for it, would you do it again?
0: So you, you asked me what my favourite Star Wars movie would be, it's always the first one because of what went into making it. You wouldn't have anything without it, right? um i enjoy other other movies but i my heart's there um with with my creatures i would say um uh, cratinus um just it was just a joy it was just the joy to embody you know um and he and he's you know just a little seemingly nothing character you know um prashy cratinus and prashy they're not there when they were looking up at these planets blowing up and all this type of stuff, you know. Um, so maybe they got out of Maz's castle, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. But um, that's special. But then Quay Tolstai has been a very poor, surprising little landmine, you know, um, where to get the role itself, well, to be given the role itself by Neil, not knowing that I already knew about the Pikes. Um, is one thing, to be, and and to be in that movie and to run the Spice Mines of Kessel, the famous Spice Mines of Kessel, yeah. and be a part of the Kessel Run itself, um, and to have my butt handed to me by the Mother of Dragons. You know, there is so much there, right? But then after that period, with the fluctuating, um, I don't know, love and hate for um, the saga movies. You know, you're never quite sure what's going to remain canon, what's what's going to be faded away and then changed later and, and things like that. And what The Book of Oba did in episode two was immense for me as a performer and someone who actually loves Star Wars to bits to see the character species that I play mm. validated and then some, (laughs) you know? Uh,
3: Massively. And
0: and you see this hierarchy, but to never know where a character like that stands in, and and it's not even so much whether the sagas are liked or not, it's whether people um, appreciated solo or not, you know, enough to appreciate these characters. Um, That was a big gray area for me. So it was kind of, okay. But then when Book of Boba dropped it, it was, just my heart on the floor. It was just like whoa, yeah. because also I'm thinking about the dresses. I'm thinking about the designers. I'm thinking about all these people. I'm thinking about the days of people putting me in that suit. You know, the directors that directed me in that suit. You know, it's um, yeah, that's yeah. It's a it's a, it's a special place um, where Quay sits. It's very spicy, I'd say.
1: I didn't <laughs> mean to ask something. such a difficult
0: question. I just no, no, uh, but it, it, but a simple question for me. It's. I've got to tell you that. I've got to tell you that whole story, man. You got, yeah. got to get it.
1: No, Love we, you know, I, I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you got that validation when the Pikes returned in Book of with that. I'm glad you were able to look at that and be like, "See, my character didn't just go to waste. They're right there. That you can see their face. You can see yeah. their costuming. You can see the beauty behind it all. And there's so many of them in yeah. the scene. And it's just like I got to be that character itself. You know, I got to. Dressed just like that. And it, it's probably for you, it's probably the most heartwarming thing to be able to look at it and be like, yes, thank you. Yes, somebody else can feel the way I felt in that yeah, costume. The power. You see, you see some of the
0: faces that have appeared in The Last Jedi dotted about. You see some of the faces that appeared in Force Awakens dotted about. You know that i recognize and i spot or whatever and it's nice to know that those species have gone on and possibly even the same characters are, are, are perceived to be those same 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 creatures um so yeah it's you know it, it it's hard it's hard for me to explain but star wars is one of those things that keeps giving there's, there's a certain magic about star wars that i kind of feel and i kind of experience every single time that something happens and it happens quite regularly um so in many tiny little ways, but it's, yeah, it's very appreciative.
3: If I'm not much mistaken, you playing Quay was the first live-action uh, Pike in any of the films? Like, that's yeah. huge. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so it was it was huge for me the first time round, but then when that gap happens and you're not quite sure, you know, yeah. and then it, and this big explosion happens, <laughs> you know, on this big show, it's just like, okay, okay, wow happened?
4: now my question is kind of like on the same basis because somebody that's been in the industry done some stuff how hard was it to be inside those suits and then did you have to do ADR after after the fact when you were speaking lines did they do they make you do them in the suit or did they make you do them outside of the suit are you ADRing it afterwards and which is the hardest suit? Which was the hardest suit to, you know, be in? Like, right, because I got to be uncomfortable to be in them suits. I watched some of the shows. I watched on some of the sets of people getting dressed up. And I'm like, holy crap, man, you've been in, <laughs> sitting there in that seat for eight hours. Like, dude, I'd go nuts. I can't sit still that long. Listen, look, look. briefly, a
0: competition won um, a day to spend as a stormtrooper on Rogue One. Um, within an hour or so, he was complaining to Neil and didn't want to do it no more because the, because the stormtrooper suit was uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You've got to have a certain temperament for it. You can get claustrophobic being one of these things if you're not, if you're unprepared. Um, and then and then, you know either you can carry on with it or you can or you can walk away from it. Um, two people that I knew who um, experienced that claustrophobia friend of my Stephen, who played um, the the, the card dealer in the Sabat game, and he had that that brim thing. His first experience was claustrophobia. Um, after that, dude, we're all in the same game. Over, oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and in fine, you know, and he just works it, you know. But it's and and a, and a stunt girl, a stunt girl. Um, uh, um, oh. Um, What's her name, Lucas? Uh, sorry, I've forgotten your name, Lucas. Juice, 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 Lucas. And um, yeah, we became very good friends uh, while we were while we were filming in the desert uh, on Zavary, because she had had problems with her. She played the forgot, um, the species, the greedo species, the Rhodian. Um. That's it. That's it. Rodian, she yeah. that orange, orangey, yellowy-faced Rodian. That that part. That same head popped up in Mandalorian. and, and yes, so, it
2: did.
0: Yeah. You know. Um, so. Um. Yeah. She had a. She had a moment. She had a minute, and then she was over it. You know. But the most difficult one for me. <sighs> oh, oh man, it's hard because I would. I. You know. You could put me in something that's really difficult, but if it's for Star Wars, I don't care. <laughs> is that, is really,
1: that's a good answer
0: that's a good answer there, right there is there
1: a lot of people that are like that that come on set and do those do the the uh, the creatures like the people that get in those costumes is there a lot of people that are like that like you that are like dude i don't care i'm in star wars so <laughs> <an asshole." laughs> I mean, uh, this is uh, awesome but, but you have but you
0: it's a certain temperament you've got to do to do the job and yeah you know you're a part of this thing and there is this love for star wars amongst us you know um we, we do get it you know and it's just like okay you know i can't see out of this thing um i can't i can just about hear you in the radio um i've got a little bit of air so you know maybe i've got five minutes in this suit right <laughs> <laughs> point, point me in the direction okay and say go <laughs> right it's not that it's not that crazy <laughs> but but you, you take these things on um and for adr um, I did ask to do ADR for slow and low, all right, and I was told I was told yes, right, in the UK. But what was fascinating about that is that I was kind of like already a fan of Ryan because I'd just seen Brick, like the two weeks before I was due to see him on set. Um, and then he goes goes to LA and I'm thinking Man, they're gonna get some big name to do it. They've got to get some big name, and the next thing you know is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, his birthday today or yesterday. You know, um, happy birthday, dude! Right? So, um, you know, and then I'm thinking, yeah, because of the brick connection. Oh wow! So Ryan and 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 and, and Joseph, Andy. <laughs> right? So, 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 that's kind of how I saw that, and it was it was amazing, and it was it was beautiful to to see people just get it wrong in their posts and and things like that. I'm like, yeah, that's my job, man. That's my job. I'm invisible this <laughs> So but but it was great. Um it should have been no, I think I think what I tell you what, Quay Tulsight's costume was heavy. Only because I had to hold myself up. Yeah. If it if it was just like that and I was swearing it'd be fine. Had those keys. I wanted to make sure that i i they didn't tell me how to hold the keys i wanted to hold the keys that way because i could get the elbows up and i can hold them like a pike right that's as close as i could get to that i knew i, I i'd known but i'd heard from jake um lund davis who designed that that character that reason why he looks that way is because of the atmosphere on the planet and he's almost like a darth vader thing um and breathing and all that type of stuff it's like fine okay um that I had such um, aches on my shoulders um, after doing that that I went and got some massage for it, and it was like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <hell> <laughs> yeah, but it was brilliant. Um, and, and yeah, but I did some ADR for quite um, mm-hmm. outside of the suit, which was arranged by Andrew Jack and and Orrin Beaton, the late Andrew Jack Besson. Um, and the language or the way that I spoke was, was deliberately guttural and um, and and just vulgar, because everything about him is just yeah, it's a gesture, but you're hearing this vulgar sound coming out of his mouth, you know, whatever. And uh, I don't know, I, I assume that they've worked that audio. Um, I didn't hear of anybody else doing it. Um, Mark Dodson did the, the laugh for Kratonist. Mark Dodson works on the Gremlins. So I'm like, a Gremlin did my voice, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that's brilliant and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then Sloan Low's name after Beastie Boys. Man, it just keeps giving. It's like Christmas.
4: All right, guys. I think we do need to go into the what if. Y'all ready <laughs> yes, for the what if? You ready, D? Because uh, I-, I got a question for y'all that's going to blow y'all's minds.
1: oh right.
4: <laughs> This is going to be fun. It only takes one decision to decide the direction of the galaxy, a decision that will influence the outcome. But if that decision went the other way, Reality as we know it would change forever. The galaxy would be on a different course. Things that have happened would cease to exist. A new narrative would be etched into creation. So we are going to analyze those other possibilities when we ask, what if? Okay, and and this is kind of out of the realm of, not Star Wars, but out of the realm of what a regular what if question would be. Because I want to know, If you guys had an opportunity to create your own character, how would he change the plot? Who would this character be, and how would he change the plot of Star Wars?
1: Mm, Uh, I gotta think. Charlie's like ready to rock. Charlie's like she's ready.
3: I was so ready. (laughs) I I, have been into Star Wars since I was a very small child, and obviously it fed my imagination like nothing else has. Like I I love Lord of the Rings. I love Star. I love everything that Star Wars was the thing that fed my brain the most. And I was also really into dragons at the time. Um, so that's partly where this comes from. You think crate dragons are big. I wanna see like a colossal space dragon that like eats planets, snacks on star destroyers. I want it to be this giant like four sentient creature that's bleached white because of the darkness of space. And it's blind and has tiny eyes, but it's humongous and this massive mouth. And Luke Skywalker is like the only one who can control it because he's the greatest Jedi that ever lived. And <laughs> Luke has to go uh, on a mission, and that's how they defeat the Empire with a giant planet-eating dragon. That's <laughs>
4: dope. Oh, that's wow. cool. Thank wow. you. Thank wow. you. <laughs> yeah, that changes the plot a whole lot. That, what wow. if? Yeah, yeah. multiverse. Luke, <laughs> go get the
1: dragon. Luke, go <laughs> get the dragon.
3: Yeah, Luke, go <laughs> get Ray. Ray turns up and is like: here's your lightsaber. Can you go get that um, dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
4: thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, D gave me my idea because when he brought up Sesame Street, I want to see a dark Big Bird just no. running around the galaxy, <laughs> and cutting up <them> people. <laughs> that would be so dope. Like a big yellow bird just with red eyes, with a lightsaber, just chopping people up. That would be so <laughs> crazy. And he, and he that's conquers that's Palpatine and just takes over the entire empire. <laughs>
1: Man, this is hard to think about.
4: And I want to see the actor that well, D, you can play that part. If they ever come out with a with a dark big bird, you can play that part. I'm I'm, I'm gonna put in a request. I'm uh, fan questing D plays dark big bird.
1: <laughs>
4: oh Jeez.
1: I honestly, as I'm sitting here looking at my desk, I think an IG unit that has lightsabers. Ooh. I think you'll him go there. Well, and yeah, I was I'm staring at it because I I bought this yesterday and I've been like avoiding buying it, but I bought IG 11 and I'm staring at it. I'm like, just imagine a force sensitive. IG eleven, like a grievous brain. You know how grievous has got his brain and his lungs and his heart and everything. But it's a little bit more than just that in the IG unit, to the point where it can make it slightly force sensitive, and it Ooh. seeks out to kill Luke Skywalker because of the because he took out Palpatine because he thinks he took out Palpatine. Ooh, kind of like the uh, the in the last shot book where it's the droid Gatra. It's kind of like, like- something like that. It's like Terminator and Star Wars. Yep, <laughs> yep. we could just throw that right there. Yeah, it's Terminator. I mean, we saw oh, The Purge not. of Mandalore. We saw it. <laughs> we saw those. We saw that. So I mean, just like that, you know, a little force-sensitive IG Sith what? unit <laughs> looking for dark, uh, looking for Luke what? because Sidious is gone. What, what? Is with you guys and Sith, like the two of you specifically, CJ and Kyle. Dad, I was looking at it and I'm like, well, every time you see an IG unit, you think of a like a bounty hunter or something that's not afraid to do the job and get dirty and to kill. So you can't look at an IG unit, except for the one in the Mandalorian, the IG-11 in the Mandalorian, and think of a cuddly droid. You just can't. You just can't think of a cuddly droid. He's not a 3PO unit. Uh
3: No, that's fair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's certainly not cuddly. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: oh, no, no, he doesn't look like much of a cuddler.
1: Too, many, he's too many angles, too many yeah <laughs> bits. looking at him. He looks like he would like look at me with all three of his eyes, and it'd creep me out. I wouldn't cuddle with him.
3: I uh, which eyes do you yeah. make contact
1: with?
0: Right. <laughs> but if he, what if he's like using the force to mesmerize you.
1: But what if he's like um, L three and he's got that like mouthy sassiness to him? Like my <laughs> eyes are up here. Which one? There's three. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> My eyes are up here. What are you looking at?
4: <laughs>
1: I'm looking at all seven of your fingers, you little weirdo. Quit it.
4: <laughs> what you got, D?
1: Oh,
0: no, I need I need to. Yeah, you guys need, I need one more. I need, I need more. Is this,
4: so, do, are we playing these characters? Or are these just characters? Oh, no, like, no, they're just characters. Character. Okay. You, you like, if okay, you were a character designer game. and you were yeah. designing a character for Star okay. Wars to play a certain part and it would change the outcome dude. of Star Wars. What would that character, what, who would you design? What would it be, you know?
5: This, this wouldn't be like a significant story change, but I think people would love it. In Mandalorian, you get a girl Grogu. And dude, already, yeah, see, see? People would think it was so adorable. Like, just, you would get by like three episodes on just the cuteness alone. <laughs> and just like their interaction You wouldn't even need a story like, you <laughs> that little, You don't even need Like just three episodes of just them Like hanging out
3: Take my money, take it exactly. <laughs> right. And
5: then like the merchandise Sales would go crazy Like dude, and it would be adorable Let's be honest
3: <laughs> How did we go from Space Dragon to Girl Grogu I don't um, know
5: dude but
3: What a pipeline That like, oh, was great <laughs> just like just imagine them like holding hands
1: Aww. they're all they're force skipping like oh. yeah, dude. <laughs> you got luke giving them the force push so they're hopping together holding hands yeah there you go charlie i'm gonna make you cry this is gonna be adorable we're gonna make star wars amazing right now <laughs> Not what y'all were
5: we're expecting. This is so unlike me to mention this too, but I don't
4: know. Been on this love kick ever since Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was really
1: special, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, special. Yeah, you're talking about having a female little Grogu. Yeah, that love kick. Are you having baby fever? Is that what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Little girl Garrison?
0: Ew, I'm okay. (laughs) Now, oh wow, okay, okay, I'm gonna tell you this is a fun one, this one could beat me, this one could beat me. Okay, so it could change the entire outcome of Star Wars. It's discovered that there is a new type of force out there. This force actually resides within a little tribe of little people, yeah? How little? I don't know. Yeah, no one's ever really seen them, but they've heard about them, right? And what it is, is that wherever they go, they actually repel the Jedi. They repel the Sith. But what they do do... I said do-do, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what they do is actually a lot more good than either the Jedi or the Sith, considered to be good. So basically, they rule and move on their own terms. Wow. Would they look That's like? all i got. Like, just imagine guys. what they look like.
1: They're just Ewoks. They're Ewoks running Ewoks. around the
5: galaxy.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ewoks.
5: I was thinking like Oompa Loompas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like Star Oompa Loompas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I theorize that Jawas are, because we know that Ewoks are a subspecies of Wookiee somewhere down the evolutionary chain. I theorize that Jawas are then a subspecies of Ewok, and it, it just, but nobody's figured that out yet. They're just these weird little desert creatures who run around, and they're a little bit furry, so maybe. But like, I, I think
1: that is the, one 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 one. is the prime example for telling us that
3: they are hairy. So she, that woman is wild. So, <laughs> if, she met, if she met any of Dee's characters, so
2: Smash! Smash! Smash!
3: Smash! Sorry! 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 <laughs>
5: But th- that'd be such a cool like plot twist and like another plot to explore and kind of delve into.
3: D, let's combine the 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 new force sensitive minuscule little people are the only ones who can control the giant space dragon. Ah. Uh. Now, now again. That's why it's never seen. That's why it's yes, never sense. seen. Yes, that would make so much sense.
1: Holy crap! There's a book in the making. <laughs> Disney, come on, come through. Oh jeez! Oh, okay. Now you're blowing my mind. Like,
0: what does that mean? What does that mean for the Jedi? The Jedi can't negotiate with them. The Jedi can't um, use the Force against them. Um, the Sith can't impose any threats against them, um, and they do what they will.
4: Um, and they were like porg size, so like normal people don't even notice that they're around. But that yeah. would be though! <laughs>
1: I love paws. That would be adorable. Yeah, we know you love paws. Oh, I'm blowing my mind over here. I'm just like imagining a little furry, force-sensitive dragon riding a little badass. You
2: know how
1: cool that would be! Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm set. This needs to happen. Ooh.
4: Start writing. Start writing, Dave right. and John. Write the them every day. The
1: building. The building. I just tweet them, hey, I got an idea. You got to DM me. Hey, I got an idea. You got to DM me.
4: If you do hear it for long out. enough, they'll get tired of it.
1: I'd be like, what do you want? Horg <laughs> sized force creatures that ride dragons. <laughs> no. like, what? What do you want? Nothing. This is just a great idea. Just, just, just hear me out. <laughs>
3: Like everything we announce on this podcast, I guarantee you in six months a new Star Wars book will come out about a space dragon and tiny force-sensitive people, and we'll all sit here and go... <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: <sighs> are we going to try to say something about this, or are we going to let this... Yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, uh, what about you, Carl? I say it mine. Yeah, he I said I want a oh, Darth Big Bird. Oh,
5: that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right.
4: I, wanna, yeah. I, I want Darth Big Roll. Bird.
2: What about
5: what about Anakin's father? You could write that into a story. (gasps) That would be I mean I hope they don't do that. It was Plagueis, we all
1: know this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We don't know this, that's speculation.
5: There was like an actual father.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was Darth Big Bird.
0: <laughs> yeah, you anybody
4: that's your daddy. <laughs> he forced more into existence because he was of, of non-human species. And Anakin's
5: mom, Anakin's mom would be like, yeah, uh, he j- he doesn't have a father. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: but I want some child support. I need some galactic credits because I'm broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, take him, take him, take him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: We're going to get kicked off of YouTube for some of our stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have, have we got some news and rumors to get to? Because I've got, like, a whole list this week, guys. I you know. got a whole
4: list. The only thing I knew happened was one thing. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that was where, is
3: your, where is your journalism, Carl? Where is the?
4: <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it right now. The only thing that happened was uh, we had a birthday. We That's had a birthday. It. Oh,
3: dude,
4: what? Yeah, not us. We didn't have <laughs> a birthday. I <laughs> was I'm a until like August. I yeah, okay.
1: was summer hard. baby. Like we're not there yet. So.
4: <laughs> All right, let's let's segue over to news and rumors, right quick. We are in the news and rumors. Okay, before oh. we get started, I have never used the word segue in my life until just now. That I just realized that. that like, damn, Charlie, me. you no, got me saying no, segue. No, I, I, I. <laughs> is that like a machine that you ride around on like a little cart? <laughs> yes.
3: Ma- Paul Bart. Mm. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a segue. <laughs> CJ, please, before you explode out of your chair. <laughs> so Hasbro
1: dropped some more figures, and I am overly excited about this. The pre-order happened two days ago. They're dropped, so you can get um, one of the Mandalorian from obviously the Mandalorian, who was part of Bo-Katan. I can't remember his name. It's right here. I mean, Axe Wolves. You can get his character in the minifigure. You can get Bo-Katan in the minifigure. And Bill Burr's character, <laughs> Bill Burr,
4: you can, you, <laughs> you can get he, uh, what, what was his name in the Mandalorian? I can't even Mayfield remember his name. Mayfield is Mayfield. Miggs huh? Mayfield. Mayfield. Migs,
1: Migs Mayfield. And you can get him, him Bill Burr the whole
4: time. Look at Bill yeah. Burr. I was like, look at Bill Burr. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I showed Tori that episode, she's like, is that Bill Burr? I'm like, yeah, that's Bill Burr. He's in Star Wars now. This is awesome. But uh, yeah, you can get you can get his character in the sand trooper armor that he rides in the armor truck. Um, there's those three figures. Um they dropped a Easter Grogu where he's wearing a poodle Easter colored it's really very vibrant, it's very vibrant.
3: Bonnet. let's go yeah it's very, very vibrant.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of colors um we all know that they dropped the comic book series black chrysanthemum figure, and don't. it don't
4: <laughs> i was looking at that him and chewbacca look exactly the same and yeah. they just painted it, them different and colors and
1: they opened his mouth, and they just opened <laughs> his
4: mouth.
1: um you can pre-order that now. That's <clears throat> yeah, That's a new pre-order that I'm never going to purchase, which really brings me <laughs> out. Um, they dropped Cad Bane finally. It's Target exclusive. It's from the Bad Batch. It's not from the Book of Boba Fett. And they gave us a new LEGO set. It is the Naboo N1 Starfighter from okay. the Book of Boba Fett. And you get Grogu, you get... Uh, Boba Fett before he gets his armor back. So he's in his tomb. You get Grogu and then you get BD one. Oh and Pelimoto. You get Pelimoto. Oh, you okay, oh, no, need it. In Lego form. It's really neat. And
4: cool. they dropped hold on, let me get to it. Hey D got a Lego and he got an action figure.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, D, do you have any action figures of uh-huh. your characters?
4: No. Nice. Yeah. Not not to not to hand, because That's okay.
0: <laughs> um, normally I do. Normally I just reach over here like this. Um, but yes, there's a, there's a Quaetal sight figure. Um, very rare to get, so I'm, I'm thrilled about that, <laughs> you know. Wow. So
1: I'm gonna that go on eBay and it's gonna be like almost a grand. Cool. Uh, yeah. No,
0: <laughs> I do, I do like that. Um, and yes, the Lego, um, which is part of the Millennium Falcon Solo Lego.
2: Oh, wow. Sweet.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, I'm a Lego in a in a Lego Star Wars game
1: <gasps> I'm on PlayStation. You're in the game? What? Yes. That's, That's, in That's there. amazing. The new there's, Skywalker saga. There's almost 800 characters, so I'm glad that you were a part of that 800. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. Hold on. You know how difficult that had to be to sit there and pick 800 characters? Because there's more than 800 characters we all know this uh, Ooh, you know how hard it had to, been to be like okay we want that one and that one and that one well, not Prat- that one that was not that.
0: you know cratness you know, appears in um one of the paintings in the mandalorian when you see um i think it's in the, i think it's the beginning of the second episode second season or first season i can't remember which one it is but when you see cold Weather's name come up on the screen maybe first season and mando standing in the doorway and you'll see cratness sitting over there Doug drawn by Doug Chang.
1: Nice. So. that's Oh, see, that's gotta be cool. And then I have one more thing. So from now until I believe this next January, they are dropping more of those comic book icon figures like Black Kersantin. Um September is the next drop. We don't know who it is, but there is four being dropped. The first series had Luke, had the Emperor, had Mara Jade. And i believe Old ben in as a force ghost this is a set of four i think it's gonna be all bounty hunters bounty hunters that we have only seen in comics and books and nothing that we have seen in just just by looking at it it's off of the comic book series so i believe it's just gonna be bounty hunters because the last set was jedis and force sensitives i think they're gonna 180 and try to get some non-force-sensitive characters in the the Black Series lineup. So that's all I've got. That's just that's just me. That's
3: just the toy line tough. for me. Oh.
4: Only thing I, I got was one thing. Oh, I'll just no, say no, right no.
3: to you, you have just got one thing because I've got like a whole list.
4: <laughs> Happy birthday, John Williams. He turned
3: Happy ninety. Happy birthday. Yes, ninety years
4: Happy old. Birthday. What? That's all the news I, I, I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Speaking of John Williams, I've got a bone to pick with you, Kyle and CJ. Uh Uh-oh. We did that show on Monday, and I said, guys, John Williams has been photographed inside the same Sony recording studio where he recorded A New Hope. And both of you went, nah, it's probably just for a video game. It was for Kenobi. I was right. I
4: (laughs) was He (laughs) 90 years old. He could have been there doing his birthday song at 90. He he ain't ain't gonna Okay, He ain't gonna stop. For he did all the star wars music what are you talking about well, of course he did kenobi i figured it was already done though
3: oh okay so now you're covering your ass <laughs> 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 your beast all of you i was right i was right it was right. Uh, right you're right, you're right. By variety this, i'll give you that you uh, get this one you get one Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Um, I have some sad news. Uh, Star Wars comic book writer Ted Vi- uh, Tom Veich has passed away. Veitch uh, was best known for writing for Dark Horse Comics in the early '90s. He did um, Dark Empire, Dark Empire Two, and Empire's End, which is sort of in the comic book world considered the parallel to the Throne Trilogy. It's it's upheld incredibly by the comic fandom. Um, wow. It's very very sad. I reading Star reading comics. Suddenly, I'm missing on out things. on so
4: much Star Wars. Yeah, content. you're missing out
3: on the Jar Jar thing. Comic comic run is. Incredible, which one? Dark, the all of the Dark Horse Star Wars comics, just all of them that were done under Dark Horse in the 90s. Right. Insane, absolutely oh, beautiful. Insane. But yes, very, very sad that mm-hmm. he's passed away, especially as it was from COVID. So, uh, my condolences oh. to his family and his brothers, especially. Um, on a slightly cheesier note, uh, there's a new Galactic Star Cruiser short that's been released on their YouTube yeah. God. yeah. Um,
4: oh, yeah, another sorry. review video.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, really, well, hey, uh, we
4: got to do a video on that.
3: We do. The story of the Star Cruiser is set between the events of The Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker. There's going to be quite a few familiar faces. Chewie's been spotted on board and Rey and Kylo Ren will be meeting for the first time since the, since the end of The Last Jedi, which is what I think all of this Daisy stuff is. It's why I think she's been brought back potentially for this, because she did the Rise of the Resistance. She came back for that and did that on green screen. Um, oh wow, Roger oh, amazing, yeah.
5: which was dope. Yeah.
3: It was. So yeah, um, it seems to be a I think they've made some improvements. The trailer does look better. I have watched it. It does look a little better than what we were first presented with. <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're trying. You can't you can't sell me on this again. You're like you already messed up by dropping it, that and then getting rid of it and we had to react to it here's the thing cj i wasn't interested until ray and kylo were brought up into the conversation <laughs> now
4: now they're, now they're making a star wars galactics love boat that's what they're yeah. doing they're trying to set it yeah. up as a love hotel love now because they're, they're, so... <laughs> they're galactic the honeymoon suite <laughs> oh, the, Couser, the, honeymoon whatever. the first one was just terrible like I, I wanted to go until i seen this thing and now i don't want to go to more.
3: Um, if anybody is interested in learning more about the history of the Halicon Star Cruiser, there is a five issue comic run being launched alongside the High Republic book Mission to Disaster wow. by Cena Island, which will be released on March the 1st. I love Star Wars. Dude, okay, I, so they're, they're making, really they're making a comic
4: book. They are promote, really, trying to the this around. They're really trying to fix this. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: after you dropped that cheesy promotion trailer of walking uh, through
4: it. They're yeah, really I not
0: would, letting I this go. Back, I wow. really no idea. I haven't seen this thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you, you know, don't you know, want you know, to see God. it. It <laughs> was terrible.
4: Like half They're of their really half of their reservations oh, wow. disappeared. Like half of their reservation disappeared right after they dropped the video. Like everybody was casting it. it. It looked like Battlestar Galactica with the the cheesy actor kid kid from uh what what was it uh, uh the goldbergs the goldbergs yeah he was on it and it, it just it was very just bland and it was very like they brought him in to try to make it like funny and entertaining and it was like dude you're making it sound worse you know <laughs> like this, this, is, really? is, this is not you're not helping so yeah, this was, is like it, i'm it was disney
5: bad. and i'm playing poker right now right really? i have jumped but really i just hit. i just like put in like 200 grand into the pie. I just raised it 200 grand. And everybody's like, call. And Disney's like, are, are you sure?
1: <laughs> I'm betting a lot here. It's like, <laughs> that's just
5: what it feels like. <laughs>
1: this is the worst game of sub ever. You know.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: uh, I guess the surprises will, will, will continue to come through, man, <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah. There's been uh, some leaks regarding some more Kenobi plot details if people are interested. Um, Rumour is. (laughs) No? Okay, just just take your headphones off for a second. (laughs) Um, Rumours are saying that a 10 year old Princess Leia will find herself kidnapped and trouble in a cantina, not the cantina on Tatooine. It's a different planet. This means Obi Wan has to step in and protect the young Jedi. This leak appears to have been announced in the wake of people going, well, it's all going to be on Tatooine, and I
4: don't want to watch it if it's all on Tatooine. I I could have told you it wasn't going to be all on Tatooine anyway.
3: Um, Also, if people weren't aware, the actress who's been cast for Young Leia is Vivian Lyra Blair. She was in Bird Box and also uh, We Can Be Heroes. Very, very talented young actress. Very, very, very sweet. Adorable. Ooh. Um, And then I have a couple of Andor bits of Andor news, um, which I know is coming up at the end of the year. I am super excited. Um,
4: Is it all the way at the end of the year? Yeah. Are they going to drop it at the the same time they do Mandalorian?
3: No, they're doing it I think.
4: If they do it, Andor ain't gonna do crap. Cause I'm watching Mandalorian.
3: That's fair. Um, according to Film Music Reporter, Emmy Award-winning composer Nicholas Britell has been officially signed on to score the music. Um, Diego Luna is returning as Cassie, and Andor. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is returning as Mon Mothma, and Alan Tudyk is playing K2SO. Reportedly, Forrest Whitaker and Ben Mendelsohn are reprising their roles as Saw Gerrera and Orson. Yes, King.
1: I love Forest Whitaker. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I loved his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 got fan, I fangirled a little bit. I can't help it. <laughs> I, his, I love his acting. I, I've always loved his acting. And when he was in Star Wars, I was like, yo, that's Forrest Whitaker. That's
3: cool. This is amazing. I was like, this is great. There is also um, some additional casts with uh, roles that haven't been assigned yet. We've got uh, Dennis Goh, Stellan Skarsgard, Kyle Soller, and Adria Iona. And executive producer Tony Gilroy, who was involved in Rogue One. So I think it's a really, really star studded cast. I'm super excited. We don't know very much about the plot at the moment or any kind of details. We just know it's a big
4: cast. And- it's about Andor.
3: Oh, well, yeah, I know.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't make me look stupid in front of the guest, please. I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>.
4: <laughs>
3: that is that is me done for the news ladies and gentlemen that's me done for the news
4: d garrison y'all got anything y'all know about anything special anything no, you dude, are dude,
2: actually
3: my biggest thing was that me.
5: john williams was coming for kenobi so i was pumped about that
3: yeah.
5: uh
1: so no,
0: stole I it
3: i did steal it i, I leaked it for it. anybody else got it, it. So. yeah
0: <laughs>
1: Do you have anything, D? Anything that you're at liberty and able to say without? Yeah, dude. Any you got without any
0: insider knowledge?
1: Without <laughs> getting in any trouble?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Co- yeah. There's this thing. There's this thing happening, and it, it always happens and It's called an NDA. <laughs> and <it's just>
2: a- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we know that, like, <laughs> those. Like, are always <laughs> fun. <laughs> They're greatly. That's, that's, that,
0: that's another thing. As a Star Wars fan, yeah. it's just like. Yeah, I'm on an NDA. Wow. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. Hey, I, I'm taking law. Let me let me look over that thing.
5: <laughs> I'll, well, I'll find a any, let me see
1: if there's any holes in this it. where you can say hole. something. Where <laughs> <laughs> you don't, Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo, the situation.
0: <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to all of those shows, um, and also looking forward to like when they're setting them. You know, um, Star Wars has been amazing um in terms of always posing these questions you know so yeah this is a healing spot so so all the questions people have and and things people demand that they want to see and 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 um think that it's it's not going in the right direction and things like that always remember you're only on page one okay um and that's not and that's not of of any particular chapter because george didn't even start with, with episode one right And so with all these things that are coming out, it's this amazing puzzle of questions being answered. It's like I fought in the, in the Clone Wars alongside your father. It's like if that was released today, people are like, What? <laughs> Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Why don't you even put that in there? That's a waste that's a waste of dialogue. That's a waste of space. Do you know what I mean? And then how long did you have to wait that's before a good point. Well, how long did you have to wait before you saw the Clone Wars? you know a fet, you go, what i wonder what he looks like under, uh, underneath that helmet how long did you have to wait yeah all of the questions are gonna be answered just not in that particular chapter so, so so it's like when you have this feeling it's like i want to see this happen and this should happen uh, you know you hear anybody say that just hold up your finger and go like this turn the page yeah mm-hmm. and then what you want to see will, will comprise of everything that's in this episode and also connect to what's already been shot. Yeah, it won't make any sense. You know, um, and also this thing about what characters you actually follow. You know, um, we're not following technically Boba Fett. We're following his association to Dinjarin. Why? Because Dinjarin is connected to someone who's who um, has the Force. Yeah, we're not seeing the um, we're not seeing Ahsoka for no reason. You know, this whole family, you know, that um, we're being connected to through characters um, you've only seen or heard of in comics or in the cartoons. You know, they're not popping up for no reason. They all funnel through this same channel, which is connected to the Force. So at some point, you always have to go back to what the story is about, who the story is about. Yeah. And the story isn't about a particular person, it's about the Force. Yeah, where, how does that story, how these characters tie us into that? And then with that kind of concept, you then, I mean, I watched the first Mandalorian season, I thought it blew me away, man, It, you know, it, it got me, right? Um, I was hooked and I said, well, season two's coming, I'm not even gonna watch that while that's aired. I'm gonna wait until that's all done and I'll watch it as much as I can at, at, in any one sitting, you know? And then I see all these people pop up. I knew they were coming because people that love Star Wars just say, this person's in it, this person's in it. <laughs> nah, <you got> it. <laughs> but you can't avoid the context yeah because no one ever really knows that you know so when they turned up all i saw was this i saw they've created the live action clone wars rebels this is what they are doing and they're using the grand master to do it yeah so these are all micro mini stories which funnel in and tie to um these force-building um beings you know um and so with all of that, I sit back, you know, and I end up, at the end of the day, with, with, with my own questions, man. I'm like, he's got that spear that's made out of, what was it made out of? Beskar. Beskar, Beskar. he's got a spear made out of Beskar. And he, and that's, and that's all that's made from it, <laughs> right? I'm like, and then I see Cod Vance, and then I hear Cad Bane say, you should've kept your armor. And I'm like, what if Mando's made him some armor? Right, so I'm waiting to that. I'm waiting to see that. Right, and, but but if it happens, it you heard happen. it. He, it, we, we it just, just got happen.
5: confirmed by details. Everybody, he just dropped a major, major, <laughs> <laughs> major leak <league laughs> here. <laughs> How does that go? it do go, Garrison! Uh, I'm just kidding. There goes
1: that NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just but, 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 but you know those, those types of questions that that don't get me tied into. Um, uh, where I think the plot's going because also as a kid I mean I, I'd ask you you know what what drew you to Star Wars but it was it was no preconceived notion you ever had no. yeah everything that we've been given and you think about it with Marvel as well everything you've been given it's like you're being you' are what what's that phrase you get what you're given yes right and they're telling you the story the way they want to tell it based on all of this stuff from Joseph Campbell. Yeah, and so it's never, ever gonna be that kind of linear story. Cause like I said, he didn't start with episode one. So it's this puzzle, it's this puzzle and you're just figuring these things out. Where do they fit? Oh, they fit in there like that.
4: And it's the guessing that should be beautiful about Star Wars, you know. Oh, uh, Lucas, that, uh, he was the master of marketing. Oh. He was the master of marketing because be. the thing is you have to keep people asking questions in order to keep them watching and every episode we are asking Mm -hmm. questions. What's gonna happen next? Who is this person? Why is this person here? You know, it's just question after question and that's the reason that they put plot holes in it. They put plot holes in it because they have to be able to fill them plot holes at some time. So you're like, when is this gonna happen? What happened here? Why is it? (laughs) And then what happens? You watch the next thing that's coming out and that's why Star Wars is one of the greatest franchises of all time. Think about it this way. Think
0: about it this way. When they're completely, I don't think they're ever gonna be done. But when they're completely done and you connect this thing all up, it'll be the biggest epic story ever. Because no one will be able to contend with it. Because it has the comics to follow it, has the books to follow it, has the cartoons to follow it, has all these separate micro-stories from Mandalorian to, to Boba Fett. All these things fill in all these gaps. It's gonna be absolutely epic. I don't think anybody's gonna be, be able to start watching it from episode one and still be alive by the time they get to when they finish. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, But these, I, th- I think these things are so emotionally charging. Um, and it, it, uh, I always have to kind of like emphasize to always remember that there's a next page coming, next page coming I've I've heard some passionate, I've heard some passionate people pour out their hearts, you know, and it's like, oh, just chill, man, just chill. You know, it might not be even in the next episode. It might be in 20 years, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? but, but it's always there, it's always there, you know. But how did, it, look, my question to you guys, what was your first introduction to Star Wars? Can I go?
1: Can I go? Can I go? Can you go? My first introduction to Star Wars was from my grandfather during Christmas time. I told the thirteen thirteen podcast this, but I'm glad I get to share it with you too. Was Empire Strikes Back. That was my grandfather's ultimate Christmas movie. My grandma wanted to put on Polar Express. Grandpa was like, "Nope, it's Christmas time. We're putting on Empire." <laughs> and I, I, guess, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen a New Hope. I hadn't seen Return. I hadn't seen anything else except for Empire. Like, like. wow. So I'd watched Empire, like, I think two years in a row before I was like, Grandpa, is there more? And he's like, oh yeah. Oh buddy, <laughs> you have no idea. And I fell in love. That's how I fell in love with Boba Fett because Boba Fett was like this mysterious character. He, Vader, you know, gets in his face. is like, no disintegration. Like, I want to know, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean no, no, no disintegration? Is there a backstory? And I was like asking so many questions and I fell in love with it. And it just, it progressed through the years. I had mem- I have memories with my grandpa still, like even now he'll message me, he's Aww. like, oh, did you see this? We watched Clone Wars together through the six seasons and like it was That's an every crazy. Friday event. And it was just amazing. It was just, I think Star Wars has honestly just been the best part of my life so far. I mean, it led me to these guys, it led me to this crew and yeah. it led me to be a complete geek in openness and happiness, Ooh, hey. so. <laughs> That's the real place, that's the real place to be. It's just the
0: open heart, it's on your sleeve, you know.
1: I mean, I do have it on my my arm. I have it on my (laughs) arm, right there. I mean, mean. it's right there, I mean, it's not coming off. This
3: isn't isn't an
1: add-on, like, little get wet sticker. (laughs) This is (laughs) permanent.
0: Yeah, a lot of love and respect for that, for sure.
3: I was given a VHS copy of The Phantom Menace by my mum when I was about nine years old. Fell in love like instantly didn't had no previous preconceptions of Star Wars my parents weren't terribly big Star Wars fans they knew the films existed but they weren't you know, that fond of them, so it was just me by myself with my copy of The Phantom Menace and I think I watched that for about two years because I didn't realise there was anything else.
0: Wow. I didn't wow. realise
3: there was Attack of the Clones and Avenger of the Sith, so I'm very lucky.
0: You got in deep with the with the, with the the Anakin story and that, now that, you know it explode and... and it yeah.
3: I'm I'm very lucky in the fact that I got to watch Star Wars in the way George wanted it to be watched. That yes. was my experience. I didn't watch the original trilogy till I was maybe sort of 16, 17 years old. Cause right. I didn't, it wasn't my Star Wars. It wasn't connected yeah, yeah. to the story for me, but I got to see the progression and it made, by the time I'd seen uh, Return of the Jedi, it made uh, Vader's redemption so much more painful and heartbreaking yeah. and emotional because I'd had that lead up. Star Wars has always yeah. been a part of my life, like of these
0: guys. The thing about those prequels is the way that it all looks, it's fairy tale, yeah? Everything's supposed to look fairy Absolutely. tale before it all crashes and burns, you know? Um, and to, and if you're delving into it on that level, then you see for, you, you're actually, it's almost like living that beauty into, you know, the desolation that is to come, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's heavy. Okay. <laughs>
4: Irracing. Dude, I, yeah.
5: For me, honestly, I can't even remember. I just grew up with it. Like, it was just what like the movie that my dad put on for me to watch, and like I just grew up watching Star Wars. And so I don't have like a specific memory when I was first exposed to it. It was just like it was always there. There's always been Star Wars. Wow. Well, like one one memory I do have is like whenever I would want to watch Star Wars, like and my dad wasn't there. My mom would be like, "No," because every time I'd watch Star Wars, I'd immediately get super psyched. I'd get my toy lightsaber and I'd run around the house hitting everything. <laughs> Me and my brother would go ham on each other, and like inevitably, you accidentally actually hit them, and then they actually do get mad, and then you're well, actually you fighting like
0: or something. Yeah. So my
5: mom just wanted to avoid that whole thing, and she'd be like, "No, we're not watching Star Wars."
0: But it's, but I can imagine you knew what you were doing. <laughs> like, oh, can we watch Star Wars. You know, got you got the You get ready." (laughs) But loved
5: it. Loved it. So it was always Star Wars for me.
4: Uh, My first memory, because, you know, I'm old. Um, (laughs) But my first memory was in 1983 when I was six, five or six at that point in Star Wars, when uh, Return of the Jedi came out. Um, And my mom took me to go see me and my sister and my little brother to go see the movie. I don't know why she brought my little brother. He was like two. But I remember getting really really scared and petrified and then getting beat that was my first memory of star wars because i was scared of jabba the hutt at six years old he like scared the shit out of me like what the hell (laughs) and i had we had to leave the theater and my mom beat me (laughs) <laughs> because she paid money for us to go to the theater and then and then i cried and we got we got kicked out of the theater every
1: time you tell it every time every time still <laughs> to
4: this day i am 44 years old and still to this day when i watch java i shake like Ugh. my mom has
1: that my mom has a similar story because my mom went to go see um empire with my grandma and my mom was afraid of Darth Vader and started bawling. And my grandma took her out into the hallway of the movie theater in Ontario, whooped her ass and said so you, either get, back in there and you <laughs> either get back in there and watch that movie or we're going home. And my mom's like, I wanna go home. And then, <laughs> so,
4: yeah, so that was my first, but then after that, like it probably wasn't until I was a little bit older and I grew up in, you know, part of my young life in LA. And then I moved to Denver and I didn't live in the best of neighborhoods. So, you know, being a Star Wars fan wasn't something that you could do. You know, you can't you can't be running through the hood wearing some Star Wars crap, you're about to get beat. So, but I kinda, when I as I, got, I always watched the movies and then as I got a little bit older, um, I started getting into the books and then I wanted another movie and then I just went into this. Like I wrote George every week for like, I don't know, years. It was a couple years. I wrote him every week. Cause I was like when you gonna come out with some more this doesn't make no sense when is this gonna finish there got to be more or something after and I just rolled them and then I just I got to reading the books and then when they came out with audio books I started listening to the audio books and and then they just it just journeyed on to more stuff and more and more and more more and more and more, more Star Wars it just I just couldn't I can't get enough Star Wars it's it's addictive to me
0: it's, like, it's- it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to, hit, to hear hear that you know. It's and that, that hunger, you know. It's we all have it. We all crave crave for for it. You know, um, whether it's Star, whether it's as a Star Wars fan or people with Harry Potter fans or Lord of the Rings fans. Oh, there is there is something special about the nature of these movies and the stories that are being told you know, which do date back and go back to everything Joseph Campbell was talking about in terms of how you tell a story, you know, how you set the scene, how you set it up. Um, and and I think in the 80s or the, or the late 70s, something, I don't, it's, it's the equivalent to how, um, when they did the first Matrix, bullet time coming out, everyone going crazy.
1: Ah, bullet time, bullet time.
0: Yeah, um, it, within, within six months, you know of that movie coming out you're seeing that really good stuff being used on an advert for i don't know cheese or
2: something <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: you know, <laughs> you know? right time cheese flying at you so so it's just like huh but but in the 70s it would wouldn't be six months it would be something like decades before people got their head around what ilm were doing you know and how they were using the skills that they had to tell these stories i mean you have got everything in there from the stories, from 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 um, almost like the princess and the prince and and, and things like that too um, to go on about that. But you have this this sense of of this journey that is somewhat familiar. It's set in space, though. It's set in space. I'm accepting all of this stuff, and they've got stop motion stuff in there. I'm um, all well, I can already accept that. I already dig that. They've got CGI mm-hmm. in there. Okay, I can dig that. You know, unless you're watching the very first cut of like. Um, the special edition with um Han Solo walking over the back of Java, you know and just chik, 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 you know <laughs> I, they released that in the cinema you know I didn't see the smooth out version until about the DVD right but you accept all of these things and puppets <laughs> puppets and droids and stuff you just accept it yeah but it I think cool.
4: I tell a lot of people one of the biggest reasons I love Star Wars so much because as we deal with everything in our everyday lives you know When you get to go home and throw on the Clone Wars or the Book of Boba Fett or whatever it is, for that time period, you don't have to worry about the rest of the world. You can be stuck in that fantasy and you can be immersed into that world without having to worry about whether or not your rent is paid or whether or not your car is gonna run right or what's going on at your job or nothing else in the world matters except that fantasy of Star Wars at that moment. That's what draws you in. That's, that's what keeps you, you don't have to worry about nothing else. The world is just, is gone. <laughs> it's all about Star Wars and when you put Star Wars on. That's
0: what fairy tale is supposed to do. That is why the reading of these fairy tales to um, children at a very young age helps that imagination to to kind of like immerse itself into this fantasy world which they can create yeah, they can create, they can visualize it, they can see a picture or whatever, you know, and you know how good we are as kids of, of seeing something like that. Next thing you know, we've got the figures and we're, and we're reenacting, you know, um, it's just it's a, that imprint is always there. But this this um, this way of tapping into fantasy and teaching within fantasy. You know, getting getting their child ready for the real world and, and some of those decisions that need to be made. Um, because every child that sees see um, has that story read to them or sees this movie is the hero in their own story. You know, you're the heroes of your own story, so you kind of grow with that. But as a staple diet, <laughs> as, as a kid. <laughs> You can't get any better now because no one's no one's reading Little Red Riding Hood anymore. No one's reading that stuff anymore. You know, it's it's all the modern fairy tales that are pulling still to this day from all of the good staple stuff. I mean, that's what it pulls on your heartstrings. It pulls on everything. I mean, I was watching season two of Mandalorian. And I was bawling my eyes out. I you know at the simplest of things. And even I have to say, even in the Book of Boba, when when. Um, man uh, when dinjarin says i came all this way he's right there
1: oh my come on i was like
0: oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that got everybody you know i think the thing that got me in that that whole series is when grogu shows up on Tatooine and jumps in his arms oh that hit me harder like i saw I, i took that and that's like okay i gotta let him grow i gotta let him be him i can't keep babying him he needs to learn and when he came back, I was like, oh, he chose him. He said, screw you, Luke, you with me with the Oh no. And like force jumped into his chest. I was like, that is a yeah. moment I will never forget. That has always been something that's like, since I've watched that episode, it has just been stuck in my head. It's just the leap into his arms, like, and then he pulls down, he's like, Oh, you were in the chain mill. Oh, you know, I missed you yeah. too, little buddy, kind of moment. And it's like, Yep, I, you got me. <laughs> you got me. I haven't cried yet. I'm crying now. But, but look, that's
0: right in the middle of, of this story. That's right in the middle of some whatever's going on, but we're still there. You know, we're, we're hanging up, hanging on the coattails of, of, of these heroes and heroines out there, you know? Um, and it's just done so masterfully and beautifully. But I do love the peace of mind that I got. And I and I say I, I got this peace of mind as a Spider-Man fan, right? now. I love I mean requires <laughs> Spider-Man, right? But out Spider-Man fan, I'm like, Spider-Man, no, shoot real webs out of his wrist. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Oh, <laughs> really, Spider-Man. But, so, um, and I got used to that. And just as I got over that, they give me, you know, um, Spider-Man 2, with the, big, with the best villain, Doc Ock, and an amazing fight sequence. And I get to see him in the costume, I'm like, yeah. And, and they messed up a little bit due to politics on the third one. So, but I, then I just kind of said, okay, well, only those two movies exist for me, yeah. right? They got it so wrong, right? And then, then the new one came out with Andrew Garfield and then Sony said, we're not gonna spend any time telling you about his backstory. You've heard that too many times. Then they spent 45 minutes giving you his backstory. And I'm like, <laughs> but, but, but Peter Parker ain't cool. He don't ride no skateboard. I'm like, all right, all right cool. Maybe it's like the comics. So one artist did Tony, Tony McGuire's version. And another artist is doing Andrew Garfield's version. Okay, wake me up when Todd McFarlane comes back, right? You know, and, so, so, you, know, um, you know, and then Tom Holland comes along and um, I'm like, okay, this feels right. This feels right. I'm not, but I'm exhausted. I'm not, I can't, I'm not, it's amazing anymore. It's like, I watch Homecoming. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> you know, and I, and, I, and I love it. I think, okay, right? But it's... When I got to understand that I could appreciate those in that way, it, it, it kind of did ease up on the fact that I'm like, oh, the worst thing, I'm waiting. I've got to wait how many movies now for them to explain that. I'm like, okay, but well, what if it's this? What if it's that? What if it's this? Okay, cool. But I kind of just kind of let it go and then just move on to the next thing and and think that the simple things like, is that all that Best car made? Is that this? <laughs> <I was> <laughs> You know, but it's 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 those things. It's like you're saying, Carl. You know, it keeps you it keeps you questioning, like, wow, wow, what about this? What about that? What? And it keeps you hanging on while you're deep in 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 in, in tears flowing from your eyes and tissue and tissues. Oh my god! And what do you mean he ain't in the creed no more? <laughs> you know, huh. you know all these types of things. And yeah, I, I I love that. That's the most stress that I can have. In terms of having that m- amount of joy and that escapism, when I sit down there, yeah, I turn the lights off. Man, I put the on, on speaker, sound, sound speaker thing yeah. on or whatever, mm. you know. Um, and I, you know, technically I would be afraid of the the huts too because I don't really like slugs or snails. They're just this, now calm They don't make no sense because I don't know. I don't know why they're here. I don't know what they do. I don't. Hey, they don't provide. Any, Food for a, for a hedgehog, I don't know. Why they So so So, you know me, it, it's it's these things and, and and people that look scary and Disney, Walt well, Disney discovered that, you know, scary. Was it was in Snow White, the kids were petrified. He says- yeah, The wicked
3: that- queen in the horrible forest. Yeah, no. Ooh. Yeah.
0: And he terrified. Says, Not t- t- terrified and kids do, but just make sure you see the bad guys or whoever
4: it is, get it in the end, you know.
3: Yeah.
4: All right, so do we want to get to this quiz? Yeah. Are you ready, D? Oh, God, this, well, this I I know, oh, no, I think so. Oh, uh, no. th- this is, th- this is
2: gonna
5: kill
4: it us. brings Charlie joy to make us all look like idiots, I swear. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> it's, it's very, very hard quiz. Oh. This quiz is, like, none of us is going to have the answers to this. Okay. And
1: if we do, we get so happy when we have the answer. Yeah. <laughs>
4: All right, I, let's get
3: to I, it. I go out of my way <laughs> to make this hard. <laughs> well, now, you insufferable want rats, it's time for Charlie's Impossible Quiz. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Question number one Which one of these is not a traditional jizz instrument? A peel rod, a balacet, or a narlagon CJ? The first one? No. Uh, I wasn't going to say of it, them? It,
1: sound, it sounded it sounded one. so weird.
3: Garrison, <laughs> <laughs> any guesses?
5: Uh, Anaragon.
3: No. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, he said the last one. What was the last one? I
4: thought I was going to
3: no, uh, the answer is a balacet. A balacet is a musical instrument from the novel Dune. So, a peel rod and a nalagon are traditional jazz instruments. That is. Oh, not that's even a, a trick weird. question.
4: There was two of them. Was, there was two. Wow, wow!
3: It's like two truths and a lie right now.
1: Uh-huh. she said, She said which one is not? <laughs> not okay with me.
3: Uh-huh.
4: I have something that's a jizz instrument.
3: No, no.
4: Why? <laughs> oh,
3: oh man. <sighs> Question number two, what is the name of the planet where Jin Erso is rescued from the Empire by the Rebel Alliance and why does it have that name?
4: Oh what planet what oh, was? I it? just
3: watched yeah. Rogue One!
4: Uh the Star Wars planet this day were off.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Iceland. Iceland. Iceland, no.
1: <laughs> Good shot. Not <laughs> where <were> they filmed. <laughs>
4: Get your hands up, Garrison. You Google it. I see the damn phone flashing on your face. My phone is right here. <laughs> Nothing. Get off your laptop. You're cheating.
3: <laughs> um,
5: you should have no flash going on. If I was Bumble. cheating, I would have answered.
3: Um, rural fumble. you are 100% correct. Uh, the name of the planet is Wobani, which is an anagram for Obi-Wan
4: oh, oh it, do, it is, huh?
3: We'd like to it recycle is. and hey.
0: on. I wonder if Pablo Hidalgo had, had named that. He had, done, had a particular knack for naming um, mm-hmm. a, a characters and actors through the nanograms.
3: Yeah. Huh. Nice. Question number three: Who is responsible for the smashing of Kylo Ren's helmet in the Last Jedi? Kylo Ren. No,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: oh. calling him a boy.
4: Snow no, him you are
3: all incorrect.
4: We watched him smash it in in the elevator. We seen him do it. How are you going to tell us we're wrong? The
3: elevator and smash the hell out of it. The elevator (laughs) is responsible for being there. The elevator is responsible for being there. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Was it Hux?
4: This this is a trick question.
3: This is a trick question. Trick question. Ryan Johnson smashed Kylo Ren's helmet.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Why would Ryan Johnson be smashing his helmet? What do you do? Hit him um, with a bat? We know. We know why.
3: He stamped <laughs> on the prop personally before adding it back into the scene. Oh. Okay. All right. Because you know, Watch interesting this. choices, Mr. Johnson. Interesting choices. Question number four: What in-universe music genre is associated with Death Stick culture? <laughs> Kyle. Jeez. No. <laughs> no. Oh, what was, was that question again? <laughs> <laughs> what in universe music genre is associated with death stick culture? CJ?
1: Oh, it's in universe. I was gonna say like our universe. Um, I was gonna say like techno.
0: But,
3: uh techno. No. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs>
1: techno.
0: Acid. Uh, <laughs> like, <when>
3: it <laughs> makes tech, sense. I will accept the real world musical genre equivalent. So just throw some musical genres at me, and if you get it, then you get the point. <laughs> House House it now, metal. TJ? Huh? House music no garrison what did you say death metal yes really <laughs> why yeah. does he de- why, why, why why does he get this death sticks death metal come on death stick culture <laughs> is so the musical genre heavy isotope. Yes,
4: there is <laughs> Why?
3: Why? Why is the this luckiest thing?
4: guy ever?
3: This is why he's in the lead. When I
4: yelled that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's like spit on my microphone. I was
4: excited. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you has been one of those, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, just like, I got it.
2: Deed!
3: <laughs>
4: we are suffering technical difficulties.
3: Oh my goodness! Question number five. I'm not five. <laughs> no, I'm
4: not, not fucking googling. googling.
2: <laughs> it makes me so
3: mad. That's pouring up now. I'm going to keep that up there just so you.
2: Remember. <laughs> googling. No,
3: Question number I think
1: five. Really with this answer,
3: so I think got it. What served as the main influence for John Williams' iconic soundtrack for A New Hope? Here's a test of your classical music, Kyle. Sex. No. <laughs>
4: Why? Well, the name of the music is Jim.
3: No, I'm not talking kidding. the entire Fuck. score. Bach, no. <laughs> Beethoven. That was spooky. You both said that at the same time. No, not Beethoven. Uh, D, have you got any guesses? Mozart. No. That's all I can think of.
5: Um, Tchaikovsky.
3: Tchaikovsky. Wow. No, I'm impressed with these wow. guesses, boys. Ah, uh, Rural Bomboy. You're at, You're at it it again. Uh, the entire soundtrack for a, Tupac, yeah, yes. <laughs> Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, drop that track. Um, oh. No, the inspiration for John Williams' soundtrack for A New Hope was Gustav Holtz The Planets, which is one of the most famous classical music suites. Uh, Mars, Jupiter, all of that. Fun fact, the original like, uh, first draft cut of A New Hope Uh, Gustav Holt's Planet Suite was used as the music, and then that was given to John Williams to go, this is what we're going for, this is what we want to work with, can you compose off of this? Which I think is insane. That's so cool. So the original, like, Star Wars A New Hope was edited to the Planet Suite.
4: Uh, so insane. otherwise, uh, otherwise we, John Williams is just a biter? He just bit no, somebody else's I, music? No no, and then... no,
3: no, 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 no. Because at this point in John Williams' career, this is one of his first, like, composing jobs, one of his first big kind of huge full movie score. And he was still really new and kind of inexperienced. And he took what he learned from doing that process and brought us infinite amounts of incredible music. He is a literal musical genius. I don't know why all these questions ended up being music themed, guys. I'm so sorry. Question number six: In Star Wars music theory, so in universe music theory, what's the equivalent of the C major key?
4: <laughs> I don't even know what a C major e is. How are you go ask go me a question like that? I
3: want to
1: go home. <laughs> I want to go home. Oh. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> being mean again.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry, rural all gone, Nobody, nobody. I'm googling. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. In Star Wars music theory and composition, the C major key is known as the key of crash.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: of course you will. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30, 30, 30, 30. We just let you have
1: that one, you know. We all knew okay, that. So, okay, okay. That's,
3: you know, I appreciate it, uh, Sydney. <laughs> I love this answer. This is very funny. Ten out of ten.
4: <laughs> a Max rebo fart. That's what it was called.
3: Question number seven: What is the device called that we see Palpatine suspended in at the end of Rise of Skywalker when he's all a chair? Rapid a chair no <laughs> there's a very specific name for what he is in and it is the first live action viewing of this it's a, it's another oh, star I, mean, movie. I, is I is just got
4: listening to book the...
3: sorry d i didn't it's catch the
4: that big gets it no back to okay. no it's uh, like you know that kind of that sort of
3: arm that like moves him around
4: oh it's some it. so it's yeah. like yeah. the it's like regeneration some arm or something like that i just listened to it in the book it was in the book in the re <laughs> the retelling, the the tom Is cross the retelling of star crane wars chair, crane, the crane chair. chair no yeah
3: something like <laughs> okay,
4: cool. a regeneration worry, or or uh not regeneration. do well, I want to keep saying regeneration. That's wrong. something like life support um, crane. Life support. The Iron Lung?
3: Something. The Iron Lung, wow. The Iron
4: Lung, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. a better name for it.
3: <laughs> Palpatine is suspended in something called an Omin harness. The Omin harness was a mechanical spine worn by frail individuals to provide support and maneuverability. The device existed in ancient times as the Sith King Omin reportedly wore one. Because he was so di- corrupted by the dark side, his body did not function. So he built this crane that both well, provides him with I like, life support and. see
4: the appeal of the dark side. No, yeah, the- I'm not.
1: I'm not seeing the winning the winning attributes here. Omni heart.
4: Hey, you got to be like me, yeah, man. The- you got to be like <laughs> dark soil. I just live forever, so it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> But he definitely, Palpatine definitely looked like he, uh, Sidious looked like he was pretty frail. So he probably needed one of those because his fingers were gone and and, uh, (laughs) he was kind of messed up. He
3: chewed them off out of stress. Um, Question number eight, which Star Wars movie features Gary in a cameo, Gary Fisher's beloved dog?
4: There was a dog in Star Wars?
3: The Force Awakens no, no do you? i was thinking the first one
0: yeah i was gonna say that but i ain't gonna say that no more um <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh oh i do know i do know
0: the last jedi yes oh i was gonna
3: that. um well, he is worry,
0: the... operate some some of some of the stuff inside there and there's animatronics yeah yeah
3: nice he was yeah he's in the casino scene he's at the feet of one of the characters at one of the tables which
4: yes. is... <laughs> yeah I didn't view. even know there was a dog in she Star has Wars at her all. her
0: dog in
1: Star Wars,
3: her daughter in Star Wars, yeah. and she is in Star Wars. She is a legend and she is very well missed. Damn straight. Question, uh, ooh, question number nine. In which Star Wars film is Hera Syndulla mentioned by name? CJ? Rogue One yes you were so fast on that yes i
1: knew it i knew it because
3: if you listen to them when they're zooming in they're
4: going hey the quit base, talking about my wife before we have a problem <laughs> <laughs> no you want me to fly to you you're gonna fight to me because we'll, we'll get it let's go <laughs> no. you fly first or i fly first who who flies first
1: uh, we meet halfway We halfway. <laughs> no um while they're zooming into the base you'll hear captain senzu sendua please come to the yes. briefing room yes
0: and the droid the droid from rebels is in that scene as well
1: yes chopper is in that scene rolling out yeah. to the ghost and if you look out in the distance you'll see the ghost yeah i
4: gotta watch yeah, world one again i'm missing out on a bunch of I don't stuff know. i did not see none of that <laughs> i uh, wish we could
1: see zeb though because you'll hear hera but you don't see zeb but you see chopper the most violent droid to ever exist he makes r2 look soft in my opinion just Here,
0: here's a little story when i um was being fitted for the l l1 suit and i was on set um, and there's a picture of Neil inspecting me in the suit. Um, and that was the same day I'd seen, um, a Chopper rolling about. And, um, I wanted just to meet Chopper while I was in my suit. And it, it didn't, I didn't get to happen. But that one moment, that one moment, I was like, oh, L1 and Chopper just needed me. So, yeah, <laughs> there was that, there was that moment.
3: <laughs> I Dylan says L1. Chopper is a straight-up war criminal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, L3 and Chopper would make a great duo. Think about it. Droid rights and a droid that isn't afraid to kill. They'll get Okay, Chopper took out a lot of droids droids and rebels. That sounds a little
5: scary to me, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a comic series in itself.
0: Yeah. That sounds like Like a a terrorist organization waiting to happen. A
1: bunch
0: of droids that will say no. That's it.
4: Eat (laughs) poop.
3: I'm going to question number 10. What was the working title slash codename for Solo during its shooting?
4: You should know this, D. Um, I do know this. Do you know it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, Floppy wet dog.
3: (laughs) No. No. Red cup. Yeah. Red cup, like red red Solo cup.
5: Red Solo cup. cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's
3: have a
5: party. Wow, such a good song.
2: <laughs>
3: that is a good song. I I've only got two more questions for you guys, I promise. In Clone Wars, we meet the droid AC. What is his full name? Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. no, Why is it called? Astral gone? Zebra.
4: What's that?
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> oh.
5: Oh,
3: no.
0: AZ two one three four. No. Uh, that, that, that sounds close. That, that sounded like, pretty accurate. Yeah. That's,
1: that sounded like that sounded like one of those wild Harrison, uh, Garrison questions. 11-18-1998. No.
5: 11, 18,
1: 1998.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> Your birthday
3: Is Garrison guessed this accurately? I think you need to go and see like Mensa. Um. Okay. Oh, <laughs> anybody no. got any more guesses? AZ uh.
5: twelve.
3: AZ no. <clears throat>
5: Dylan, you're <clears throat> wrong. Sorry.
3: Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Az f one fifty. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the answer. Az's full name is azi three four five two one one eight nine six two four six four nine eight seven two one three four seven.
4: Why would anybody know that? Why Why is that nobody thing? in the world knows the answer to why is I was just gonna thing? say, if I guess that
5: correctly, for sure that was Google.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that would be our Google. They had the dictionary right there, character dictionary, flip it through a I have quick. a Google chip <laughs> in
0: my ear. Like <laughs> What 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 movie does that droid appear in?
3: I think uh, he's Wars. in Time Wars.
0: Okay, so okay, so it's no one I know who would have to be responsible for that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: My my final question, you D, you're a sneaky one because you've actually already said the answer to this question. So you, oh, sh- I I'll want just to start see- naming off <laughs> all the stuff that D said. I want to mm. see these three while were listening and paying attention. We all remember the characters Slow and Low, especially you D, But what inspired the character's name?
2: Ah. <laughs> <that's
3: the> <laughs> Did
1: any of you listen? Music, I was listening music. Here's our so take. He had so much words
3: of wisdom. I can't remember it all. Why is that? Why? Why do you got to do this to us? Uh, are
4: really
3: close, but I need the specific. I know
4: it's slow it and low. low in L.A. Was, means because you was, got a low rider. You riding it slow and low off of the. Oh. So close. <laughs> Why?
3: Ignore the. Don't look at the chat. Nobody look at the chat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I looked at it. I'm sorry. I couldn't I help.
3: Too, no. Um. Slow and low is a slow and low is a reference to the Beastie Boys song Slow and Low. J.J. Abrams who. EP'd the film. is a huge Beastie Boys fan and has worked references into them in many of his previous films. Oh,
5: for Sam Beastie Boys is dope, oh.
3: though. Oh, jeez. straight. Thank you, everybody, for participating in Charlie's Impossible Quiz. It's been another sensational episode, as always.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, uh, you always say that. <laughs> sensational to get our butt whooped, huh, and just not look uh-huh. like a I bunch of idiots uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh.
3: One point. <laughs> I
4: averaged two. You <laughs> I didn't get no that. points. What are you talking about?
3: Uh, I think D won this episode. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I wrote loads of the questions
0: about yeah, him. It might be a
3: gift. Dee, once again, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. This has been a fantastic show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and sharing so much wisdom and so much incredible conversation with us, genuinely. It- Shone a whole new light on how I view Star Wars. I can't thank you enough, <laughs> genuinely. This was. I only
4: want to kill half of the people in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to kill them all, so it's it's okay.
3: He's still. I, you help me out. He's gonna, he's
0: you know, try. Thank, you, thank you so much for inviting me, Carl, Charlie, CJ, and Garrison. It's it's yeah, I love talking Star Wars with people that are passionate about Star Wars. You know, um, and it's that it's that instant family connection it's that it's that place that we all know and love it's you know it's not a strange book somebody else is reading you haven't read it yet you know um you might have read a different chapter <laughs> but <laughs> you no know, it's it's um a beautiful thing for be- bringing beautiful people together um, i just love, and, and we've been given some amazing stuff lately to see and it's amazing that this rebirth has come with with grogu and and everything that comes with Goku, you know, um, from Mando to, to Boba to everybody else that appears. Oh, and Ahsoka. Oh, love Ahsoka. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, thank you so much. It's been a great, great fun uh, being here. A we pleasure. really enjoyed having you here. You
3: oh.
1: know, it's awesome.
3: Thank you for everyone for joining in in the chat. Everyone who watched the show live today. As always, you can catch us on Wednesdays and Saturdays. This Wednesday, this Wednesday we're talking Rebels because I've never seen Rebels, so we're going to throw me headfirst into that and see what happens. I'm excited.
4: Yeah, and we're going to uh, cover episode one and two because they're yeah. uh, they're they're a two part thing. It's a two part. Yeah. Another thing is next Saturday is our big Star Wars Cosplay Appreciation Day. Is coming out, yeah. so everybody. Make sure you get that stuff out there with all the cosplayers because it's going to be a blast to have all the cosplayers hey. come on the show and talk about uh, talk about Star Wars and talk about their journey as being a cosplayer <laughs> and creating their own costumes and decorations and all that stuff.
3: All this love in the chat for D. oh my goodness. Oh.
0: Hey Nick, uh, lots of love to you guys. Thank you for, for actually coming to see the show and listening and everything. So, uh, yeah. I guess I guess Ray's gonna be. Is Ray turning up at that cosplay thing?
3: Yes. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take you The, guys? Out the box.
4: <laughs> so I created my own character. I'm Darth Sway. Um, if you look at the Star Wars in 10 Instagram, you'll see pictures of me on there. And I think you got some. Yeah. We love I think Darth we did a Sway. show when I was in costume. I think our very first show that we did. Yeah, our, our first our, live
3: show was done in costume.
4: Yeah. Awesome.
3: Garrison dressed up as George Lucas. It was absolutely
1: brilliant.
4: I was making it for the Millennium Falcon. Everybody got to understand when it comes to this cosplay thing, this next one on the 26th, our our, our, uh, appreciation day for cosplay. Garrison has got the best costume ever that he is coming out with. Y'all got to tune in to see his costume.
3: He won't tell me and I'm upset. (laughs)
4: <laughs> okay, okay.
3: I know I, what it is though, and I'm so excited. You? How do you I know,
4: know what it is too.
1: Uh,
0: I know
4: uh, what it is. was idea. <laughs> well, it's going to be That's great. So it's going to be one of the most hilarious things you ever see.
0: Whenever I see cosplayers, it's the only time
4: I'm like, oh, where's my suit? I want to be in one. I want to be in one. <laughs> no, no. Dude, you got the best cosplay ever. You actually got to be Please in cosplay. the movies. To be
3: in Star Wars. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I
0: mean, that's a trade-off. I mean, uh, yeah, there's that there too, but... You're a professional
1: <laughs> cosplayer, is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you look the costume, like, oh, yeah, that's
3: so cool. <laughs> Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. It has been a fantastic show. Again, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, drop us a subscribe, give this video a like, make sure you hit the notification bell to join our live shows, and as always, be kind, be safe, and may the Force be with every single one of you always thank you for tuning in to lsr if you enjoyed the show consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released if you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback feel free to email us you can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms they're linked in the show notes below lightsaber radio is produced by pick film media and is a sway cast original starring charlie harwood garrison turcott cj elliott and carl mcdaniel and don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far far away